0: here on a Saturday morning, right up until 11 o'clock. Uh, then Leo Laporte, the tech guy, comes aboard with the tech show from 11 to 2. That's today and tomorrow. And then Neil Savedra this afternoon with the Fork Report, all things food. Good food. Neil and I go to lunch at least once a week talk about food. And then actually he uh, puts up, uh, he photographs every, every meal we have ever had together. He puts it up on his Instagram. I mean, half-eaten meals, bites taken out of sandwiches, mayonnaise dripping off the plate. He doesn't care. And it all goes up. This is Handle on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice, where I tell you, you have absolutely no case. Okay, this is out of New York. And a woman, Katrina Bookman, is gambling at the Resorts World Casino in Brooklyn. And she's playing the slot machine. And all of a sudden... Uh, flashing lights, music playing, and just the machine goes berserk. And then the words uh, appear across the screen, printing cash ticket for $42 million, $949,672.76. Let's call it $43 million, which would make it the largest jackpot from a slot machine in U.S. history. So she attempts to cash it out. I'll take my uh, $43 million, please. And an employee said, "No, no, the machine had malfunctioned, and what you actually won was two dollars and twenty-five cents. But we'll also give you a steak dinner." Uh, now, this made national he- headlines when it was uncovered by a local TV station, and people immediately drew comparisons to a case two years ago when an Iowa grandmother was declined. Strangely enough, also a forty-two million dollar payout, and she was given a buck eighty-five. And she took it all the way up to the Iowa Supreme Court, that said you get a buck eighty-five. Now, in this case, Resorts World Casino says the maximum payout on the machine that day was sixty-five hundred dollars, assuming you hit everything that you hit, and that it had a disclaimer reading "malfunctions void all plays and all pays and plays." And the casino said that Bookman actually printed a winning ticket said she only won two dollars and twenty five cents. She says she never printed a ticket like that. And then she takes a selfie with a screen saying, here it is forty three million dollars. No one's disputing that that's what the screen said. Uh, however, uh, she's out of luck again. Why? Well, her lawyer's saying at least pay her the sixty five hundred dollars. Casino said no. Uh, what she gets is her two twenty five that's two dollars and twenty five cents. She is suing for at least the $43 million she thought she won because in addition to the $43 million, she suffered mental anguish from the ordeal. Of course she has. Now, the lawyer said, uh, told CNN a story that was covered, that he attempted to reach an out-of-court settlement with the casino, but management refused. Yeah, where are you going to go? Do you split it in half? Do you go, I'll go halfway, here's $21 million? I mean, they'll go an extra dollar, you know, from $2.25 up to $3.25. That's reasonable. So she filed uh, a lawsuit against uh, not only the slot machine company, but the casino. And uh, at this point, uh, no comment from the casino or the slot machine company. And uh, do you think she's going to win? Not a chance. Not only can they argue the disclaimers, and not only does it say machine malfunction, even if it didn't say any of that, machine malfunctions are machine malfunctions. Casinos are not held to the amount that clearly was erroneously put up by a machine malfunction. Let's say you had a decimal point that somehow didn't hit where it should have or it got scraped off during the course of the machine. Well, there I am. I get another $1,000, or I get $10,000 more. So, no, it doesn't work that way. Uh, she is so out to lunch. Let's take some phone calls. All right, Deborah. Hello, Deborah. Hi. Hi, Bill. Yes.
1: So, um, I wanted to um, talk to you about... Um, taking a local firm that's real shoddy to court all right um i'm a homeless senior citizen living an rv around the costa mesa long beach area and i took my car in it was running fine i was trying to be proactive a 1990 chevy truck for um service to get a tune-up they gave me a 900 hundred tune-up and i ended up on the freeway trying to get tow trucks twice in the next month i had to keep going back to them and uh the problem is i had that 900 hundred tune-up checked by two other mechanics who said uh half of the stuff on this receipt wasn't done all right Problem being, I've lost that receipt because I passed it off to so many of these guys.
0: Yeah, that's that's a problem. All right, so what is your question?
1: My question is, uh, can I go to the courthouse and place a small claim sure. court against that company? Sure, of course. Without having the receipt. Yeah, it's a question
0: of it, here's the, here's the the issue is going to be proof, and you're going to say I paid nine hundred dollars, and this is what they didn't do. And if you can get uh, one of the mechanics to say that based on the $900, uh, that was too much. But then again, uh, the argument of the people you're suing saying, hey, you know, you other mechanic weren't there. You have no idea what we replaced. And here's what we did for $900. And then just they'll make stuff up. And, Deborah, you have uh, no way to refute that. Well,
1: eventually they might have to produce a work. No, no,
0: no! You can now. You can subpoena it. Now that you can do, and until you no, no, it's part of the it's part of the lawsuit. Uh, But unless you subpoena it, they don't have to produce crap because you have to sue it. I mean, you have to sue. Already,
1: you've helped me out tremendously. Okay.
0: Oh, good for you! Now you have a car and you have an RV.
1: No, I just have an RV. I'm trying to buy a car so I can get AAA uh, comprehensive insurance, but they won't give it to me without a a passenger vehicle.
0: Okay, uh, but you, can't you get that with the RV? Can't you get that same kind of insurance?
1: No, I had it through Progressive and they said, unless you have a passenger vehicle, we can't give you roadside assistance.
0: Uh, really? Well, then to look for another insurance company. I mean, every insurance company is different. And I don't know any, I don't have RVs, so I don't know anything about them. As a matter of fact, uh, I just, uh, I'm not a big fan of RVs. I took a ride once in an RV. I was doing uh, commercials for a a company that har- had RVs and uh, they said, why don't you take one out for a weekend? And so I took one out for a weekend and Monday I stopped doing the commercials. I've never had a more miserable time in my entire life than driving around in an RV. You know, what am I doing? You know, whatever happened to hotel rooms? You have to park the RV, you have to set it up, you've got to you know balance it out, and you know if you're and plug it into the you know the toilet thing and the electricity. What I mean, what a pain in the ass! You know, a hotel, you know, you go to the bathroom in a hotel. There's no hose; you have to plug into the side. You just flush. true you know <laughs> this is handle on the law julie slater in the kfi newsroom with some news
2: more stimulating talk starts now kfi and ihar radio station
0: KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. Bill Handel here. This is Handel on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice. Uh, Brandon. Hello, Brandon. Yes. Hello. So I'm a
3: contractor, and I was hired or subcontracted by another company to come in and do work for a homeowner where they installed some artificial turf. During the process of their installation, they had the water shut off. They forgot to turn it back on, and this was during the summer when it was really hot. So the homeowner that they were doing work for claimed that his new landscaping, which uh, consisted of basically bamboo that bordered the property, uh, his property lines, uh, started to die. So I guess uh, that company decided, okay, we'll hire a tree company, and I'm a tree trimming contractor to come in and clean out the the dead bamboo. Uh, and, and they repaired the irrigation. So I was hired. I came in. We did the job.
0: You were hired by the you were hired by the contractor, right?
3: Yes. yes. Okay. The contractor they put in the artificial. Okay. Law. All right.
0: Got it. Okay.
3: Okay. Yeah. So we came in, did the did the work for for the homeowner. Um, everything seemed to went fine. It was a one day job. We got out of there. Um, two weeks later, I got a call from the owner of the property. And, or actually, I'm sorry. I got an email, and the and the guy just went off on the email saying that uh, you know during the course of the job, my guys uh, cut through his drip line irrigation that was watering that bamboo, and didn't notify him. And he said that we were uh, unprofessional right. and he did it on purpose. So anyway, so long story short, I go. I sent one of my guys back. We made the repairs to the drip line. He he accused my guys of. From him all right, I got
0: it. So what's, what's your question, Brandon? So
3: so we made the repairs. Now I got another email from him saying that uh, the repairs weren't done right and that the right. irrigation system all right. compromised.
0: No, all right, what's your question, so now, Brandon? Well, he, he's threatening me, but he wants me to pay for the no. entire new irrigation Right, system. Brandon, you say no. Okay. How, how hard is that? You know how to spell that? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Two letters. No. Okay. And if there's a problem, and, and you, you're, no in a you're in front of a judge. You're in front of a judge and no you tell your story. I, I'm sorry?
3: Okay. I have no obligation to that guy. I mean, we tried to do our best. No,
0: I, I, I would say, though. no, you uh, you have an obligation if you did what he said you did, but he gets to prove it. Right. All right. That's all. Boy, all of that for, uh, you know, just tell him to go pound sand. How hard was that, huh? Uh, hello, John. Yeah. Yes, John. What can I do for you?
4: Hey, um calling in regards, I want to see if I have a case. Um, basically, I was incarcerated a few months ago uh, for a DUI infraction. They decided to do this jail time. I was put on a work detail that delivered to the inmates and other things. And then what had happened is one day, uh, one of the inmates decided to commit suicide. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and then uh, they had us uh, clean up uh, the suicide um, we weren't given any training or... All right, wait, wait,
0: wait. You're talking about... Wait, what does that mean, clean up the suicide? Pick up the guy's body, roll it over, put it on the gurney? No,
4: no. What had happened is they, uh, some other group picked up the body. Yeah? Um, and they did their investigation, and we had to clean up the remaining gory, bloody mess that was remaining in that cell. Wait, how did
0: he... What? He was in jail? And uh, how did he kill, kill himself that it was a gory mess after they picked up his uh, body?
4: Who, Every inmate, you're allowed to you're you're able to carry a blade, like a single razor blade that's supposed to be protective. But if you break it the right way, I mean, you can have the potential to do some damage.
0: Okay, so he cut himself open,
4: right? He cut himself uh, open, yeah.
0: Okay, so there it was it when you talk about the gory, uh, the gory part of it. It was blood, and that was it, right? It was everywhere, coagulated okay. everywhere. Exactly. I get it, but it was it was only blood. Correct. Okay, so it wasn't all right. Just so there's blood all over the place. And, and what is it? How much blood can there be? I mean, did, they, did uh, he fly? That was it on the walls. What is it? It was on the wall. Wow, it was on the on the okay. cell, the cell right. floor, cell bed. Yeah, all right. So, uh, so you were forced to clean up the blood. Correct. Okay, I was given no goggles, no all training right. on how to clean that up. Training how to clean up blood from the floor. Correct, or any procedures. I didn't. Here's a mop. Go to work. Correct. That's what I would do. What kind of training do you need to mop up the floor? But okay, let's say there is. All right. So you weren't giving you weren't given uh, any training or any protective gear. I got it. So what's Correct. your what's your question, John?
4: Well, you know, lately I, I've, been, I've been since released for a while now. Um, you know, I'm just getting some like. Disturbing images in my head. Ah,
0: okay, got uh, it. Got I've it. already
4: seen a physician about it, and I'm getting therapy for that.
0: Okay, you're getting, uh, you are getting uh, psychiatric mental, or psychological therapy? Correct. All right, and you want to know, do you have a case against them for... Correct. Mm, you know what? I don't know. I don't know, because here is the defense. You volunteered for doing the cleanup. Okay, that's that's uh, not... You didn't? They forced, well, they forced you to do it? Correct. I, I was asked if I had a choice. My...
4: My um, my question went unanswered, and I asked if the person had any diseases, HIV. Hepatitis. Wait, wait, wait,
0: wait! You asked huh? if you had a choice to say, and, and they, they wouldn't answer you, and you, and they you wouldn't answer. But that they doesn't just, that doesn't mean they stopped you from doing it, because of course they're going to lie, John. You know that. No, uh, they're going to say you volunteered for this. Okay. All right. I mean, it's going to be hard for you to say what they stuck a gun to your head and forced you to do this. And so uh, you know they didn't. The fact they didn't train you—that's uh, incidental because it has nothing to do with your damages. You don't have a disease. Okay. You don't have a, any problem with the you know, blood and weight, HIV being in the blood, et cetera, and somehow hitting a uh, an open wound of yours. Um, right. Yeah, I don't. Frankly, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so, John. Uh, now I've never had any mental problems before this. Until after, like I. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, when, here's the problem, John, it's hard enough, even when they beat the crap out of you to, to sue the jail system, Mm -hmm. uh, having mental problems due to the fact that you were cleaning up a cell that was full of blood. That's going to be a hard one to overcome. Even if you have a shrink that says you're completely screwed up because of this. Okay. Yeah. So, you know what? I'm thinking it's hard, uh, but you can certainly ask, uh, so oh. I'm So I'm assuming fruit punch is off the menu, right? You're done with that. Uh, I get All it. right, thank you very Ah, oh, he gets it. All right. That's uh, excellent. All right. This is handle on the law. And Julie Slater in the newsroom. Julie, what's the news? More
2: stimulating talk starts now. KFI and IHAR Radio Station.
0: Welcome back to uh, KFI AM640 more simulating talk. Bill Handel here on a Saturday. This is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Okay, Lynn. Whoa. Hello, Lynn. Yes, ma'am. Hello.
3: All
0: right, this is all right. Yeah, this, is a, this is a very bad line. This is not working. You can hear me? Alright, no, I it's just a horrible line. Uh hello, Nancy. Yes, hello. Yes.
1: Um, My husband's mother passed away a year year and a half ago. Your whose mother? Mother Mother-in-law.
0: Mother-in-law passed away. Okay.
1: And she had two properties, and she supposedly sold one in 1990. And the other one she said she left to the boys. Well, now we're buying out the property for the boys was the one she actually sold. All right. And the other property is still in her name. Okay, that's easy. But the only thing is, the brother, we don't talk to it, so we don't know what he's done as far as probate or
0: anything. Well, you can find out if there was a probate open. Just look at uh, the county in which uh, mother-in-law died in and just throw her name into the registry, and you'll it'll pop up if there is a probate opened. And if there isn't a probate open, then you get to open a probate. And that is the three sons. Uh, they are the ones that are beneficiaries. They're entitled to the probate, or they're entitled to the property, and one of them walks in and asks the court to name uh, that per- person executor. How much is that house worth, worth Nancy? It's
1: actually just proper land.
0: Uh, how much is it worth? Gosh, I
1: really don't know. I'd roughly guess maybe 200000
0: Well, that's probably worth it. That's probably worth it. And then uh, if there's a fight between the three of them, there's a fight, uh-huh. but probably not. So one of them goes in, asks to be executor, uh, gets the property, uh, gets the probate open. And uh, based on being executor, goes ahead and picks up the money. Right, sells it, gets the money, the proceeds, distributes it, and it's done. Okay, great. All right, that's all right. easy. All right, Nicole or Lynn. I'm sorry, is that Lynn? Yes, this is Lynn. Okay, there you
5: go, Lynn. What can I do for you? I'm suing my landlord for our deposit that we didn't get back. Okay. My my okay. wife claimed and scrawled. All right. Scrubbed What's your right,
0: got it? What's your question, Lynn?
6: Okay, so the only thing I have, I cannot find, when we paid the deposit. Is that going to be a problem?
0: Sure, because you have no proof you paid the deposit. Are they saying you didn't pay the po- deposit?
6: Well, she's, she hasn't said that. She's offered she me... She probably about will. 300, I'm sorry. She offered me about like $300. Out of what? Out of how much? 750
0: Well Well, uh, it's going to be what the judge believes. Do you have a copy of uh, Do you have a copy of the lease? Uh, I'm I'm sure
6: I do, Bill. I'm not I'm not. All positive, right, here's
0: but... here's the problem. If you don't have proof or a receipt, then it's your word uh, that in fact you paid the deposit. How how far back? How many years ago did you sign this years. lease? Eleven years. Yeah, we're well, gonna have a problem uh, finding out any uh, any receipts on that one. Um, uh... you know what I would do is um, I would take it, but that's me. Because otherwise, you're going to be going to court, and you are going to be arguing you paid the deposit. She is going to say, wrong, I gave it to them, and you have no proof that you paid it.
6: Well, uh, yeah, I hear you. On the other uh, hand, but, you
0: say, but uh, but I hear is your argument. Uh, your Honor, nobody lets you move in without exactly. paying a deposit.
6: Exactly.
0: Except how much is the deposit?
6: Uh, exactly, again.
0: Okay. Again, why, you can say anything. So, and if you don't have a specific amount, uh, you have to sue for exactly some money. And you're going to say, "Okay, uh, it was a thousand dollars deposit, or seven hundred dollars deposit." And your landlord is going to say no, or the landlord is going to say it was three hundred dollars, and I offered him three hundred dollars.
6: Yeah.
0: Okay. So you're screwed every which way on that one for sure. All right, Nicole.
7: I hired a contractor to do
8: several jobs around my home. He had, uh, well, he did the patio cover, lights, toilets, uh, skylights, and gutters. Well, the gutter guy is coming after me now because he said I owed him money. This is about five years ago.
0: Oh, then have you paid it?
8: I paid it off. Okay, so contractor. Oh, you
0: did you paid off the contractor, right? But the gutter guy wants money from you from 5 years ago. Yes,
9: he said he didn't yeah,
0: get paid. Yeah, that's fine. He, that's great. It doesn't matter. It's passed the statute. Now, did he file a preliminary notice of lien or did he lien the property? No, he's sending then he's me his letters. Then he's done. Then fine. Through. Just tell him, you know, the here you just say uh, statute is over. Enjoy yourself. Thank you. All right. Goodbye. Yes. That's sort of easy, isn't it? I wish they were all that easy. Hey, Tony. Welcome. Hello, sir. Yes. Uh, question about
4: um, liability in a car accident. Uh-huh. So um, I was in a car accident. I was at as Falls. Uh, my policy limits are probably going to be less than the damages. Um, so I wanted to know how I can limit my
5: um, vulnerability to my assets.
0: Well, the only way you can do that is to, at once there is a judgment... Uh, that's beyond what the insurance company pays. Although it's a little more complicated than that. How much? Your what are your limits?
10: Uh, it was only twenty five fifty.
0: Okay, and what are the
5: damages? I'm not sure.
0: Okay, uh, I called the insurance. They said um,
3: we're we're um, trying to haggle. <laughs> All
0: right. That's well, what do you a- think? I mean, was the guy banged up? Was it the car? Uh, was it uh, surgery? What yeah. happened to the fellow that? Uh, uh,
11: they called an ambulance and that's all i
0: okay well at this point there's uh, you're not there to worry about it yet and here's why because (laughs) if you're talking about a $25,000 policy limit then the issue becomes does the guy you hit accept the $25,000 or does he go after you because if he accepts the $25,000 then guess what you're done he's done he waives any additional. Uh, he any additional issue of liability. In other words, he signs off and says, "That's it. Tony is done. I can't go after him." Now, okay. Uh, here, it, let's talk about your assets. What kind of assets do you have, Tony? I just have one property, but it's not. I, I don't reside in it. It's uh, right, What? What are the? Well, uh, how much is it worth? What's the equity? The equity is about a hundred. All right, well, that's enough probably to go after. So before I even get into it, you have to find out what the damages are. Uh, you have Your insurance company is, is representing you. Uh, you're aware of that, aren't you? Yes. Okay, and you talk to your lawyer because he's going to talk to the other side, and he is going to figure out what the damages are. So you're way, way premature on this.
4: Yeah, hey, I don't think it's at the uh, lawyer phase yet. Yeah, They're sure, still...
0: sure. Well, then, you then it's going to be. So at this point, you you just keep on going with your life. Got it. All right, just just way premature to start talking about this for sure. This is handle on the law. Julie Slater in the KFI newsroom.
6: Being a person of faith means you not only represent yourself in this world, but you also represent God. Are you a good ambassador for God? I'll explain on this week's. Jesus Christ Show. (laughs) The
2: Jesus Christ Show. Tomorrow morning at 6 on KFI AM 640. More
1: stimulating talk. So innocent one of The taste of good memories. And uh, welcome back
0: to uh, KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel, Saturday morning. And welcome to Handel on the Law. Marginal legal advice. When I tell you you have absolutely no case. Michael, you're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, Michael. How are you doing? Yes, sir. I guess
10: my question is uh, kind of a government question uh, with, you know, the people uh, being affected are Native American. And uh, my my brother married into this um, tribe of Native American people that live in Arizona. Mm -hmm. And their land has been, um, some trucks showed up recently and doing uranium mining on the land. And... You know, this is very close to children playing in the dirt and in the river, you know. I mean, uh, it's very dangerous for uranium to be anywhere around, like, within, you know, hundreds of miles from children. So this is happening right now, and the government's not doing anything. The Native American Council... Okay, well, if, if
0: uranium mining is being done on the reservation, then the tribe had to give a license to the uranium miners.
10: Uh, no, back in 1972, uh, the Supreme Court came out and, and uh, denied uh, the the construction companies from going in there and doing it. But it just the another judgment is getting ready to come forward right now. There was um, Supreme Court. Uh, okay,
0: I'm I'm confused. I'm confused. So it's around kids, right? And uh, they the Iranian company, the mining company, did didn't show up and start mining.
10: They, started, they showed up and started mining before
0: the decision came out it's not a question of decision they had a contract well the contract was suspended in 1972 by the Supreme Court all right so they're and they kept on mining after 1972
10: no no they just showed up recently in like the la, uh, last six months and started mining before the Supreme Court decision came out okay so this they're mining the with
0: no permission no contract nothing they're just mining. They just went
10: mined and uh,
0: okay, found- I, none of that, none of that makes sense to me, Michael. But okay, assuming that they're there legally, which I don't right. understand, because if I just showed up at your house and started mining, uh, y- y- what? That's okay.
10: It's not okay. But the thing is, is that the, the, they have attorneys on this, and they just don't understand. How could the, the this happen before the Supreme Court announced its
0: decision? Because if there isn't a stay, if there's not an order to stop mining and there is a contract, they can mine.
10: Yeah, but the Supreme Court decision in nineteen seventy two was to suspend
0: mining. I got it. So there and if that hasn't been turned around, then mining cannot go forward. And you're saying is they're telling the Supreme Court the mining company to go pound sand? We're mining anyway. Is, is that the case? Well, yeah, they started okay. mining. Okay, I got the, it. And is the tribe? Did the tribe go to court and have a stay put on it? Yeah, December 15th. All right, December so they 15th, did, and the and, and the so they have a stay. So the court said, okay, you cannot mine until we have a decision. They're still mining. Well, we're waiting for that decision. Are yeah. they still mining? Yes, sir. All right. in In violation of a court order, they're still mining. Yes. Okay. Well, that gets interesting. And uh, so I find that, and the uh, the tribe doesn't want them to mine.
10: No, this is around uh, children and families. Is the
0: tribe want them to mine? No, sir. All right. And so you have a mining company that shows up with a court order that says you can't mine the tribe doesn't want them to mine so when they walk in and mine, do they have guns when the uh the tribe says get out of our land because you're not allowed to do this do they hold guns to their head and say we're gonna mine come hell or or high
4: water because the
10: land is in the grand canyon and it's very difficult to just go and pick it and you know in the grand canyon wait but how
0: so they're mining in the grand canyon yes sir all right you're out of your mind all right we're done it makes no sense. I mean, even if it is in the Grand Canyon. Uh, did I get this right? Court said no. The tribe said no. They're telling everybody, we don't care. We're going to mine, and their kids there. All right. Good for you. Oh, I get so frustrated. Mario. Hello, Mario. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Yes, sir. Yes. yes. How are you? Yes, sir. Um, I don't know why
4: people ask me. My question all the time. was Go ahead. I uh, had a corporation which I closed back in 2011. In 2016, I sold a home. I had my home with Chase, and that corporation also had a credit line with Chase. Uh, At the time that I sold the home, I
3: put my
0: okay. Hold on. You had a the mortgage was held by Chase, correct? Yes. And you had a corporation that also had its money in a separate Chase account.
4: Yes. Okay. In a corporate account. Okay. Nothing to do with me. Got it. Uh, w- when I sold that home, deposited the money into my personal account. Chase took that uh, what was owed to them out of my personal account. Owed to them. That was actually who
0: owed the money. Was it the corporation that owed the money or you owed the money? The corporation. All right, and so they took it out of a corporation account and moved it to pay what you owed out of a personal account. Do I have that right? Uh, no, they took it out of a personal account to right. pay a corporation. Okay. I, okay, the, okay, got it. Corporation owed the money and it was a personal account. All right, fair enough. So what's your question, Mario? Is
3: that legal? No.
0: Well, agree. it's I mean it's not illegal, I mean, but no, they're not allowed to do that. How much money are we talking about?
4: Talking about
0: $52,000. Yeah, that's a lot of money. So now what you get to do is you make a claim and you go, wait a sec, personal money, this is a legal corporation, it's a separate entity, what are you guys doing? Have you contacted the bank yet? Yes. And they're saying too bad, right?
6: Exactly.
0: All right, well, you get to go to a lawyer. Perfect. And there's not much else you can do. I mean, banks, oh, gee, Well, really, banks doing the wrong thing? Was it Wells Fargo got tagged with how many billions of dollars for just fraudulently screwing people over? Sure, why not? You know, shocker with banks. I'm a big fan of mattresses now. Really? You know, mattresses. I mean, the only problem is if you're incontinent and it sort of soaks through. This is Handle on the Law. KFI, AM 640. Handle here, hour number two of uh, the legal show, right up until 11 o'clock. Phone number, 800 520 kfi 800-520-1534. That's the number, top of the hour, always the best time to call. Lines open, so you get to get in there fairly quickly. Sometimes not. Now we have general rules here, and that is if you have a an incredibly boring call that I've done 8 million times, eh. if however you are, if you happen to be in a mental institution, if you happen to be unintelligible, if you happen to have some extraordinarily interesting handicap, you know, for example, quadruple amputee with a tracheotomy, and I have a hard time listening to you, hey, you're probably going to get on. Especially if you're a quadruple amputee and you got uh, tagged for hitchhiking illegally. That is a story. This is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Where I tell you, you have absolutely no case. All right. If you happen to uh, go to San Jose, uh, there is a deli by the name of Time Deli. And there's a big clock in the front on the the roof, uh, which... Is, uh, this is iconic, 67 years old. And here's what happened. The uh, business was sued a few months ago for violations of the Americans with Disabilities Act, both the business and uh, the owner of the building. Uh, this attorney, Scott Johnson, uh, has filed thousands of these lawsuits against restaurants and other small businesses alleging ADA violations. And this is in the Bay Area in recent years. And it is such a slimy... Uh, legal practice because what happens is one or two or three plaintiffs uh, are always involved, and what they do is, for example, they'll roll the wheelchair into onto the ramp, actually measure uh, the uh, actually measure how far up or down, actually measure the degree of the slope, and if it's off by one degree, one degree too steep, lawsuit hits. Violation of the ADA, they have to settle for $3,000, $5,000. I mean, it never goes to court. It's always a settlement, and it's always against mom and poppers uh, who just can't take it anymore. Well, what happened was there was such a settlement made by this restaurant. And then what happened is the owner just said, yeah, we can't do this anymore. You know, can't bring it up to code. Uh, that what they're insisting on are all these technical fixes, and it's just too expensive. So uh, shut down the business. That's all. Just shut it down. 67 years. It opened in 1950. Gosh, isn't that special? And what it does, and this is California that allows you to do this. was driving me completely nuts. You don't see this happening in other states. Then welcome to California, right? This is uh, what we do here. And they haven't put a stop to it. They have not put a stop, and they could easily say that. These frivolous lawsuits, although they're not frivolous. You know, the ramp was 1% off on the slope. The other thing you do is roll into rest, uh, into restrooms and actually take a tape measure and measure how far up the mirror is or how far up or down the counter is. And if it's a quarter inch off, boom, violation of the ADA. And we don't have a law That says that if a business owner is substantially in compliance, right, within a quarter of an inch, within one degree, and then it's up to the court to determine what substantial compliance is. And it doesn't take a genius to figure out that a degree is not going to do it. We don't have that. Drives me nuts. Why? The legal, the lobby, uh, the lawyer's lobby is really powerful, and they're certainly not going to let anything like a reasonable interpretation of the law ever help. Drives you nuts, doesn't it? All right. Uh, let's definitely take uh, a phone call or two. Uh, Tony, we'll start with you. Hi, Tony. Welcome to Handle on the Law.
6: Bill. Yes. A uh, couple, couple months ago, the uh, somebody from the city came over and said they wanted to inspect uh, my garage for illegal conversion into a housing uh, area mm-hmm. or living living quarters. So I showed them the garage. There's no conversion. Uh, but the person said that they there was too much too much stuff in there and that i needed to clean it up and that they would come back for a reinspection uh tried to clean it up didn't i guess didn't do a good job the guy came back and said that it still wasn't good enough that there's too much stuff in there and so my question is can and, and also threatened with a fine so can the city fine for having too much stuff in my garage yeah
0: you can it's a, it is a health hazard or it's a fire hazard they certainly do have the right to do that they have the right to inspect for inspection Uh, They have the right to make sure that uh, the property is kept in a safe uh, condition. Now, what's kind of interesting is you'd think the fire marshals would, in fact, be informed if it was a fire hazard. So I don't know under which uh, ordinance uh, the city inspector uh, indicated or stated that you have to clean out the garage. Also, it's kind of bizarre anyway. Uh, You wouldn't believe what my garage looks like. Oh, oh! wait a sec for the city inspectors. It is sparkling clean. Everything in place. All right. Not a scrap of dirt anywhere. Uh, But here. But here's the problem we have, Tony. And that is whether it's reasonable or not. uh, Cities, municipalities have extraordinary power and the courts give them huge leeway. I mean, it takes a truly arbitrary and capricious act by a city entity, by an inspector to have uh, the fine reversed or to have the decision reversed. And all they have to do is say, yeah, uh, we thought it was we thought it was uh, an unhealthy condition, unsafe condition. And here's a photo.
6: And then last question, the fact that he hasn't given me any written warning or anything like that. Yeah,
0: no, he has to give you a written warning. Oh, no, they just can't do it. If he just, uh, if he just says it, uh, before you get a fine, they, they have to give you a written warning and time to cure. Oh, no, 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 that they have to do. So okay. when he says we're going to fine you, he is blowing smoke. I mean, okay. you are entitled to due process, and due process involves here is why, here's the time you have to cure. Oh, yeah. So uh, he, okay. the guy is blowing smoke, but yes, uh, does a city? The bottom line is: does a city have the right to come into your house? The answer is yes, yes. The right to keep the neighborhood, to keep the uh, property, to keep other properties safe, uh, is uh, not only set in stone, but uh, it it's very hard to argue against it. If there's any reasonable, uh, even a shred of connection to a safety issue or a zoning issue building and safety issue all right paul hello paul you're up welcome to handle on the law all right good morning Bill. yes sir
6: um went to an emergency room for an obstinate case of the flu this past winter and um i got i got a bill for like 220 some odd bucks i got to have medicare of which i owed 58 which is no big deal you know i sent it in made sense now, I got another bill yesterday for nearly 1000 bucks, $992, of which I supposedly owe 133 Again, I mean, it's not going to make or break me, but they have no – there's nothing itemized on this bill, and I don't know where they come up with this. Yeah, they have – they,
0: they'll have to itemize it, Paul. If they go after yeah, okay. you, they have to itemize it, and okay. they, they, they can charge. I mean, they do. It's ridiculous. You go in I've, – I've gone in the emergency room – and I've looked at bills in there, and people have called me thousands of dollars. I mean, crazy, yeah. crazy stuff that yeah. makes no sense. And the yeah, reason. No, all- Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm
6: sorry. Yeah. Uh, all they gave me was like a couple of these, you know, these wooden paddles and some stuff to the conjun- conjunctivitis. And oh, then yeah. uh, the rest of the stuff I bought, that was it. I, mean, oh,
0: I get was- it. I get it. Well, did, they yeah. give you- did they give you any aspirin? Uh, gee, they didn't even give me that. I right, see. Uh, aspirin would have been $28 oh. a pill.
6: Oh, maybe they gave me that. Yeah, you good.
0: see, so there's there right there. You're talking uh, fifty six bucks for uh, oh yeah two aspirin.
6: Oh, I'm not kidding.
0: Yeah. Uh, they really? put a band aid on, right? There's twenty dollars or eighteen dollars or fifty dollars. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. No, was, uh, they
6: didn't give me aspirin.
0: I was kidding. Oh well, then you just saved yourself fifty eight dollars. See, it could yeah, have been a no. thousand plus fifty eight. All right, but it, it is yeah. that crazy. So the it, it's and it's a whole horrible. Way they deal with business because they know they're not going to collect for a lot of people, so they hope they're going to collect. And yeah, Medicare, Medicare is going to say, "Here's the amount of money we get," because Medicare effectively is socialized medicine. Uh, oh, which, I get
6: it. You know, they're sticking it to Medicare. Basically. No, they're
0: not actually Medicare determines what they're going to pay. No, they're sticking it to you and they're sticking it to insurance companies. And what happens oh, if I, you have medical insurance, the, med- the insurance companies tell the hospital to go pound sand. They're not going to pay that much yeah. money if you're insured. And then, of course, the government tells them to go pound sand. This is all we're going to pay, leaving you, right, the individual uh, getting nailed. And that's where they're going to try to collect the money. Now oh. we go into $58 or two aspirin tablets. That Did you can I, pick could up at you can pick up at Costco a jar of a thousand for thirteen dollars. Yeah. Oh no, it's yeah. not thirteen dollars. It's uh, nine ninety nine for a thousand pills. Yeah.
5: But none of that. Yeah. Okay. So, so I, you
0: know, ask for an item, ask for an itemized and then start uh, then start screaming
6: at them. Okay.
5: All right. So give them a call and find out. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Hey, I want, an, I want an. I want.
0: Yeah. I want an itemize, and then you start calling back. You go, excuse me, right? You gave me. Yeah. You gave me an aspirin. Right. You had mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the doctor come out and look at my throat and, you know, those little disposable uh, plastic things on the end yeah. of uh, the little instrument where they look down mm-hmm. your throat and then they throw those away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Those are 80 bucks. I'm talking about the oh, plastic part, he, the disposable plastic part. Yeah. Yeah. Tell them to go screw mm-hmm. themselves. Uh, you definitely want to item, itemize. Yeah. You want to know what? And then you're told. Yeah. Yeah. Plastic little uh, covers are 80 bucks a piece. This is Handle on the Law. Uh, 800-520-1KFI, 800-520-1534. A couple lines still open. Let's go for it. In the meantime, Julie Slater in the newsroom has an update.
6: Julie. Coming up today on the Fork Report, the best and worst fast food salads. And can making a margarita in the sun actually burn your skin? Also, where to get a free soft serve ice cream cone and a free burger
2: this Sunday? The Fork Report with Neil Saavedra. Today at 2. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk.
12: It's a beautiful life.
0: It's a perfect KFI AM 640. Bill Handel here. On a Saturday morning, 800 800-5201. 520 KFI 800-520-1534. Welcome back. Uh, handle on the law. Marginal legal advice. All right. Uh, Robert. That's kind of a weird one. Hi, Robert. Welcome to the show.
5: Hey, how you know? Yes. Okay. Here's the thing. We, when the one uh, the 105 was under construction, we said we didn't want to move. They said, okay, what is this going to take? We want a mineral right. Okay, no problem. Next thing we know, we go back over there. The middle right sits on city property, so the state said, "Wait a minute, the, the city haven't accepted our, our deal." I said, that "Doesn't have anything to do with me." He said, "No, it doesn't." Now LAX is concerned because if I start drilling for hydrocarbons, they're scared it's going to be a blowout on final approach.
0: Okay, I didn't understand three quarters of that. I uh, you're kind of hard to understand. So. Uh, you twenty five years ago, freeway is built over your property. I mean, you are sitting. Uh, your property is under a freeway at this point. Obviously, a bridge area, right? Or is it? It's not a freeway, like on the ground freeway.
5: No, it's a one ten freeway.
0: No, I understand, but is it? Uh, are, are we talking about property that they just built right through your property? Right. Well, you know, when when things
5: moved around when they were building, so now where our house used to sit. Is on city property.
0: Okay, I'm. Uh, you know what? I got to tell you, I, I, there, there's something in there that's un- understandable, but I, I just don't. I don't understand that. You can send me an email, and I probably still won't still won't figure it out.
13: All right, uh, Leo. Hello, Leo. Good morning. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, I went to the our local city council uh, after not going there a while. There's a new mayor, and new city council and stuff. And uh, we have, a, I guess, in the charter that you can bring visual aids to make a presentation to city council and the constituents over the, the cameras. And the technology has advanced since back then, but back then they had uh, uh, several cameras, one towards you. So... Uh, people at home watching on Channel Three can see you, and one facing the city council so they can city c- see the city council mm-hmm. and they switch back and forth now this time they have a uh, picture within picture I noticed, but um, it 's arbitrary on whether you know some of the public comments um, whether they put the camera on the city council or on you and it's it's frustrating because, like the city managers and all that stuff, um when they make their presentations, they have the city council in the big picture, and the smaller picture in picture, they have the city manager, so you can see his face, his demeanor, you know his uh, persona and stuff like that, and when the public uh, comment section comes along, it's towards the city council. they don't get to see you know, yeah, I get uh, it so, all
0: yeah, right. so I understand so that what they're doing is they're limiting. Uh, the coverage, uh, and and not giving you what they used to give.
13: Okay, Uh, so what's your question? Is that a violation of free free speech in any manner? No. What can we do about
0: it? Show up at the city council meetings, and then you get the full view. It's an open meeting. It's an open meeting. Show up. You're not being precluded from going there and seeing whatever the uh, faces look like.
13: No, I am showing up. All right, then you got it. Then what do you care? Then what do you care? Well, the people at home, they, they, you know. Let them show up. Let them show
0: up. What are you going to do? You going to represent the people at home? What do you yeah, do? The are you?
13: In the charter, it says we have the right to visual aids, and if the people okay, and you're getting visual aids
0: now. The definition of visual aids, your definition of visual aids, obviously is very de- different than the than the definition of what the city council is of visual uh-huh. aids. And since the city council has the right to even not broadcast it, they can even say we're not going to broadcast it. Then what do you do? Boy, there is a violation of First Amendment, right? I don't, I don't even know where First Amendment even fits in there. Uh, and then uh, you, you still get to show up. No one to stopped from showing up. And incidentally, even if it says in the city charter or by ordinance that the meetings must be broadcast, uh, it, unless it says the meetings must be broadcast such that – Uh, And anybody watching on Channel 3, in your case, has to see a full view of uh, the city council members and every member standing up and appearing before the city council. And there it is in writing. Then you have a violation, not a First Amendment. You have a violation of the council violating its own procedures. So here's what you get to do. You get to yell. You get to scream. And if they tell you to go pound sand, aha, you hire a lawyer. Uh-huh. And you pay the thousands of dollars, maybe tens of thousands of dollars, so the city council says at the end of it, Ah, okay, we'll do the video so everybody can see. And you're out 15000 or $20,000. I think it's worth it, don't you?
13: Well, maybe I should uh, bring a big mirror and project it back to the other camera.
0: I think they're going to probably throw you out if you try that. Well, that's a visual aid, technically. So is running around naked and screaming, look at me, and putting all the ordinances on your butt, your naked butt. That's certainly a visual aid, isn't it?
13: A T-shirt with advertising,
0: yeah. Oh, no, no, no. We don't want a T-shirt with advertising, which, by the way, you're allowed to wear. They can't stop you from coming in and wearing a T-shirt with advertising on it. That would be a First Amendment issue. 800-520-1KFI is a phone number. We actually have lines open. And here is what's going on. Occasionally, we have a line; we have lines open such that I have to play Jerry Lewis singing "You'll Never Walk Alone" from his uh, old uh, uh, telecast. Remember the uh, I think the MS much or dista Free or MD uh, telecast. And let me tell you, you do not want to listen to Jerry Lewis singing. Trust me. Do we give it ten seconds so they know
13: what's? Uh, here's when what you'll be you listening walk to. through a storm,
6: keep your
0: head
13: up. Now, if you are okay listening to that for half
0: an hour, then don't call. Of the if you want to stop that, you call. eight hundred five two zero one 520 800-520-1534. eight hundred five two zero one five three four. 520 right, let's go to Julie Slater in the KFI newsroom. Julie. Please
5: call, everybody. Please call. <laughs>
2: Bill Handel, entertainer, philanthropist, political analyst. Tell them I'm funny. His one-of-a-kind show has been informing the Southland for years. I
0: mean, really funny.
2: Bill fearlessly dives into the issues headfirst. Tell
0: them about the thing I said the other day. It's funny. Delivering
2: his signature combination of insight and candor.
1: Ah, you didn't tell them.
2: Oh yeah, and he's only on KFI
1: and iHeart Radio station.
0: Bill Handel here on a uh, Saturday morning, right up until 11 o'clock when uh, Leo Laporte comes here. And that's uh, 11 to 2, Fork Report, right after that with Neil Saavedra. Mo Kelly, 6 to 8, and then you have Monique Marvez from 8 to 10. And then Brian Suits, who is on from 10 to midnight with The Dark Secret Place. And uh, tomorrow morning, Elizabeth Espinosa, 5 to 6, Jesus. Probably the most unique show in all of uh, radio Dumb. Uh, the Jesus Show from 6 to 9 and then Home uh, with Dean Sharp, the House Whisperer. And I think, uh, what's he, always oh, talking about flooring uh, today or tomorrow. All about floors, the kind you um, you step on. But that's most floors, isn't it? Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Do I know my stuff or what, right? I was a contractor at one time, hard to believe. All right, welcome back to uh, Handle on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice. Where I tell you, you have absolutely no case. All right, uh, is that Alam? Do I have that right, Alam? Yes. Oh, okay. Let's okay, Alam. Okay, where are you from, Alam? I'm trying to guess from the name. I have no idea. Pakistan. Some Middle Eastern country. Pakistan. Where are you from? Pakistan. Pakistan.
14: All right. Yes, sir. Got it. Yes. Sir.
0: Okay. What can I do for you, Alam?
14: Sir, um, somebody, when I came here about 20, 19 years back, I purchased a small... Wait, wait, you came here 20 years ago? About uh, 19 years ago. You
0: know, you sound like you got here yesterday afternoon. You know that, don't you?
14: Uh, <laughs> I was in the military for 30 years, so my accent remains the same. Oh,
0: I love it. I love the accent. Okay,
14: go ahead. Sir, um, uh, it was a fraud because I was new into this country. I didn't even knew, but anyhow... All right. Okay.
0: let me as I interrupted you, you have to start from the beginning because I don't know where you were going. Uh, What was what was a fraud?
14: The fraud was that, you see, whatever they have projected, it was not true. And when the escrow. What, what,
0: what, 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 what was not true?
14: The uh, the sale that they have said, you see, the monthly would be like this much amount, this much dollar amount.
0: Okay. a sale of
14: what? Sale of what? off you see uh, the business you see uh, per month profit net profit okay did
0: you sell did you sell a profit a lot uh, did you sell a business no i bought a
14: business
0: you bought a business got it it's getting a little yes, let me just throw the questions because this is getting a little uh, complicated as you uh, start sir. talking all right what kind of business did you buy it was a little mechanic shop okay mechanic shop do you do you still have the business
14: i still have it okay
0: so you bought the business so now what's the dispute
14: the dispute was that the moment the escrow closed, the manager who had promised to stay with me, he quitted, and the sale came down to, like, zero. So I went to the owner, I said, sir, this is a fraud, either it's my money. Okay, wait a uh, second, the,
0: the, the, the sale went to zero, or the value went to zero?
14: The value, you could say, you see, like, for example, it was, like, $300,000 when I tried to sell it. It Nobody would offer me more than $40,000. Okay,
0: so the business went down. Is that because the manager had left?
14: Yes, uh, because it was a fraud. They had bought three, four stores, so they were just cooking up the books. So it was All right, to but you, did you do your due diligence on the books? That's what I said, sir. Since I was new, I was told... All right, I so you got ripped them. off,
0: but you didn't do your due diligence. Okay, so where's the dispute now?
14: The dispute was that, you see, when I... Uh, went to them. I said, look, this is, uh, I have paid you like $180,000. I cannot afford to pay you The return my money. Are you just, uh, all right. So they didn't, so they didn't return ridiculous.
0: your money. How long ago was this?
14: It was like, about, how many years uh, ago? How
0: many years ago? To
14: 12, 13 years, 14 right, years. What are you,
0: what are you doing now? 13 years ago? What are you doing now?
14: Sarah, I'm still running that business. no? but what are you was, doing now?
0: You're arguing some ripoff 13 years ago?
14: Uh, no, sir, if you could listen to my question. Then well, you're
0: making it difficult. Is. Go ahead. Ask your question.
14: Okay. My question was that, you see, when I, uh, I said uh, uh, I cannot pay you, so they kept quiet for the moment about the uh, stage of limitation was to uh, expire one month before they should. Alam, this was 13 years ago? Uh, 13 years ago.
0: Alam, okay. what's, what are you doing 13 years later? There's nothing you can do. There's nothing they can do.
14: No the sir, the judgment was given against me because Oh I okay so attorney. your judgment
0: 13 years ago what's your question yes. you have a judgment it's against you question. from 13 years ago now what
14: The question was that you see I uh, I, I sued that attorney because he did not Okay go when there did you sue I, the when did you sue the attorney About uh, uh 5 6 years before Okay and I don't understand how the
0: statute is not is is not gone
14: Okay the statute didn't go because you see when we I sued that attorney the judge said, uh, "I cannot give a judgment against this attorney because it's a case law. The previous judge has given a wrong decision." All right. You know
0: what? I, this is you know, I don't understand any of this. I'm sorry. It's just too complicated for me. I mean, it's hey, how about my neighbor has a tree that fell on my house? Do I have a case? Okay. How about I got rear-ended? Do I have a case? Isn't that easier? You don't have to do it quite that way, but uh these really complicated well, okay, here we go uh it drives me completely nuts uh yeah, all right Dee, let's try to figure out if you if we if, if you can make any sense hello d
15: hi uh, so a couple years ago, I got married now I'm in the middle of my divorce, I go up a judge um. Sometime soon. Anyway, um, in those general declarations, I might not be saying it right. Um, he had asked for his um, jewelry that was really costume jewelry, and I stipulated that to the um, on the index. But um, I thought I had the costume jewelry, but from moving twice, I don't have it anymore. So, do I go back to the judge and, um, or excuse me, not the judge. I apologize. Do I go back to the courts and refile a new gen deck because I don't have it?
0: No, I mean, he uh, I think what that you, it was no. I understand. Gold, so you were, so you were to turn over jewelry that he claims. Well, does he admit it's costume jewelry? That's for starters.
15: Um, he hasn't responded to it.
0: All right. So it, the costume. issue, the issue is. Uh, Is it costume jewelry? And if he says, yes, it's costume jewelry. Yeah, you should have turned it over, but who cares? It's worth nothing. So it's not particularly relevant. $200 worth of costume jewelry. eh. Now, if it is legitimate high-end jewelry that you should have turned over to him and somehow you lost it, then he can open it up and say you did not uh, comply with the terms of the divorce. But – uh, the terms of the divorce haven't been set in stone yet, right? You haven't even appeared in front of a judge. Correct.
15: I right. haven't. And I mean, I'll even take a lie detector. Oh, yeah, doesn't matter.
0: Be right delivery. lie detector? is like they care about that in uh, divorces. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it, everybody yeah, – because let me tell you, you're gonna, you're going to fail the lie detector test. Your ex-husband is going to fail the lie detector test. All the attorneys are going to fail the lie detector test. And there's a very good chance that the judge would fail the lie detector test. So oh, uh, okay. there, uh, so that doesn't work. So the point is, is that in your declaration, did you put down you have the jewelry and you will give it to him?
15: I put that it was costume jewelry, yes. And
0: okay, so then I that's it. it. Then that's what you say. It was costume jewelry, you lost it, or you can't find it. That's all. During the course of the okay. marriage, you, you can't find it. Now what? What would you like me to do? Okay, perfect. Got that's it. So, I, I, you know, it's way behind uh, before. So you thought you had it. Turns out you didn't have it. Uh, And uh, that's simply not part of it. And he turns around, oh, they did have it. And the judge goes, okay. And he says it's worth $100,000. Okay, prove that it's worth $100,000. Prove that she had it. Uh, And uh, then he gets to prove it. And then there's an offset. Now, you're fine. You know, you just, hey, uh, thought I had it. Don't have it. It's costume jewelry anyways, worth $40. Now, what would you like to do? It's the big nothing is what happens. This is handle on the Law. All right, Julie Slater, a news update from the newsroom. Don't you think your floor deserves
16: a little more respect? Every day it's there holding you up, putting up with forgetting to wipe your feet and your stompy little temper tantrums and people saying things like, pick yourself up off the floor.
11: Like, what, that's a bad thing? And what do you do? You just stand there and let people walk all over. This week we're talking floors on Home. Don't miss it.
2: Home with Dean Sharp, the House Whisperer, tomorrow morning at nine on KFI AM six forty. More
1: stimulating talk. Some people got the real
14: problems. Some people of Some people think I can solve them. Lord, heaven's
0: above. KFI AM six forty. Bill Handle here on a Saturday. Welcome back to Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice. Hey, Saul, you're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Saul, oh, hi, you're up. Yes, me? sir. Is this me, Saul? No, oh, sorry?
5: Oh, hey, this, is, this is an easy one. All right. I, I live in an apartment complex, and my landlord... You know what? This is, It's
0: getting a little hard to understand. Uh, are you... Uh, you're on a cell, right? Let's see if we can get a better signal Yeah, I'm here. on a cell. That's better. Yeah, that's better.
5: Okay, sorry, sir. Okay, I live in an apartment complex, and my landlord was supposed to scrape a bug. Well, I was out gardening, replacing the peat moss, and I got bit by a bunch of these mosquitoes. So I got lots of bumps on it. by am emotions lotions now. Can yeah,
0: those bumps I know on mosquito bites.
5: Yeah. So can I sue them because we supposed to spray for the bugs and I got bit? Yeah, and of okay. course and you, no, 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 of course you can. Rashes.
0: Absolutely. I mean, so, you can sue, right? I yeah, you can sue for mosquito bites. How many? How many okay. rashes? How many rashes do you have, Saul? I got
13: one big rash.
0: So one I'm big one. On. You don't have any other rashes. One big one. One go big ahead. one. Do you have, a, do you have any? Enough. Do you have any other rashes, like small ones? No, no, just the one. Just rash one. God, I, I, the I, the w- I wish you had half a dozen rashes because uh, if you had six, that makes the case six times more valuable than uh, just okay. one rash. Okay. Uh, well, if I go back out and replace my Yeah, no, you, stuff, will, no, you, a, no, you actually, you no, know, absolutely, you want to sue him, matter Better fact, um, it's uh, the concept. I remember law school, uh, and there is uh, the mosquito bite doctrine. Uh, which okay. uh, goes back actually to common law. this actually goes back hundreds of years. There are certain cases that are well established in law, and the mosquito bite doctrine okay. is is one of them. Uh, so yes, uh, I suggest uh, you go to uh, yeah, no, one of the attorneys on handleonthelaw.com on dot com and uh, mention uh, and I'm sure even though they uh, it, there's probably been very few cases filed under this doctrine. All you have to do is say, Handel mentioned uh, the mosquito, light, uh, mosquito bite doctrine, and uh, they, then the lawyers go, oh, yeah, absolutely. The mosquito bite doctrine. M- mosquito, mosquito bite, bite doctrine. doctrine, okay? Thank, right. Okay, good for you, Saul. Let's go for it. That's a great case. Yeah. All right, Bruce.
13: Bruce, hello, Bruce. Hey, Bill, thanks for taking my call. You got the patience of Job talking about y- Yes, to I, I do. No, I loved it. I loved it. Yes, go ahead okay um i'll make this real short there is a notary in arizona that fraudulently notarized a document for some friends of the bars, and both parties were not present and we also think that she notarized uh a new will uh the person passed away and the wife is missing and i'm not getting into that is that public information she will not return our call no
0: you're is talking about uh, the note the no- is the notarization public information yes it is not okay all right that's How private information
5: about- I've called uh, the Secretary of State, Arizona. Yeah,
0: now you know what? They're not going to, they don't care. They don't care. I mean, they get calls like that, uh, that uh, they're not going to worry that those are fraudulent uh, notarization. I mean, it happens every single day. Now, let's, what happened as a result of the fraudulent notarization? Let's talk about the damages that. Okay,
13: there's no damage there, Bill, but. This has to do with my wife's sister missing after her husband. died. All right, that's a weird so one. A false notarization
0: believe, is uh, somehow is connected to your wife's sister's uh, that she's missing.
13: I don't know that, but we believe there's an updated will. Uh huh. Okay, fair husband, enough.
0: Now you have to. You believe there's an updated will, but it has to be produced, and it ha- and, and in the in the event of death, it. Uh, then their probate has to be opened, and that becomes a public document. We're talking about the will once probate is opened. Uh, now it's for everybody to see. But it's uh, someone has to die, right? Death certificate has to be issued. Uh, then you have a situation of a will has to be produced. You believe there's a new one out there and they're very may uh, very well maybe, and maybe it was fraudulently notarized. That's possible. Uh, although you don't even need a will notarized. By the way, just to let you know, uh, uh, trust must be notarized. Wills they simply have to be quote published, which means they're written. Certain rules are stipulated, and publishing means two witnesses have to see uh, the, uh, the, the 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 will maker. I, I guess uh, I don't know what the hell they call it. Uh, it would be the trustor under the trust, and I forgot what it is when someone writes a will, and uh, then that becomes a valid document. So uh, you're a long ways away. And if someone is missing, is the someone missing the writer of the will?
13: Yes. Okay. Uh, her, the, hus- her husband died. She called nine one one. Said my husband's dead. She has been missing for twelve. Years. Okay. They well, that's a different. That
0: that's them. a that's a different issue. That's a criminal issue. That, that's I either someone's dead or not dead or been killed or not killed or kidnapped. Uh, that's something that I can't answer because I don't know. But or and you don't know. But the issue is. If that person is missing after a period of time, they can be declared dead. Uh, And then once a declaration of death and a judge has to make that determination, then the will kicks in. Uh, Then the argument is going to be, is there a fake will uh, or there's a subsequent will? Was it fraudulently notarized? How much money is all of this involved? Can I ask you real quick before we bail out of here?
13: Absolutely. Uh, They own 34 properties. Okay, so it's big. It's big money. Okay,
0: Uh, so if there is a will that is produced, if a probate is open and you think you're a beneficiary under the will, then they're going off a
13: 2002 will. doesn't matter. It
0: doesn't matter if there's a new will that is produced. That's when you worry about it.
13: Right.
0: Otherwise, you don't you don't worry about it. They can write 50, 56 wills after the fact and it's the last will that is produced this is handle on the law and this is uh, kfi am uh, 640 handle here on a uh, july 15 oh yeah good saturday isn't it gonna be hot again today i think you know I, i love these heat waves don't you it's going to be, what, 100-and-something degrees in the valley? Okay. Uh, phone numbers, 800-5201-KFI, 800-5201-534, and it's the top of the hour. All right. Let's go right to it. This is Handle on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice, where I tell you you have absolutely no case. Now, at first glance, this is out of Italy, and, uh, and the reason I'm talking about it is because there may actually be some connection to... Uh, American law, depending on the jurisdiction. All right, so uh, here is, in a small Italian town, uh, you have a couple that uh, plan on having uh, their canines uh, actually be the ring bearers. Two bull mastiffs uh, were going to they have the ring somehow attached to their collars and then march down the aisle, and then the groom and the bride were going to take the rings from the dogs. All right, uh, yeah, ring bearers. Well, the the, uh, the mayor said no. No, we don't do that here. He did say, I would have been willing to accept the dogs in the hall on a leash and muzzled, but not this ring bearer business. They're not going to be part of the ceremony. And uh, so uh, here's what ended up happening. By the way, the, the mayor has a dog, woman mayor of her own, uh, said she understood that pets were important, but this was over the top. All right, So what the couple did is uh, hold their ceremony in another dog-friendly town, I'm assuming, because I guess it worked. So let's start with uh, legally what is going on here. Italy is a nation of dog lovers. You think Americans like dogs? 92% of pet owners consider them part of the family. I, I would say most people have dogs considered them part of the family. When I had a dog, I considered my dog a dog. Okay, it's not very complicated. It's a dog not a person it's a dog and as much as occasionally i want to take my kids to the vet and say here do your job i'm a little sick of them couldn't do that with my kids could do that with my dog which i did with my dog and you know why it's a dog that's why because it's not a person okay fair enough so italy 92 percent of pet owners consider them part of the family one in four of them uh, let their pups share the bed even getting under the covers i did that as a kid incidentally Uh, I had a dog, uh, which we did put down because it's a dog and you could do that. And uh, it would sleep with me under the covers. Kind of neat. All right. So uh, their ceremonies in weddings have been a little bit controversial, as you wouldn't think uh so uh in february uh, a priest uh, in a little town on the outskirts of rome uh, asked a member of the congregation take her dog outside the church and of course animal rights activists instantly started a campaign they protested and as a matter of fact about a dozen of them with their dogs interrupted the next sunday mass carrying banners uh calling for dogs to be allowed in the church and police broke up the protest and uh, those involved were warned, you know what, you could be charged under criminal law and not just for illegal assembly. We're talking about disturbing religious worship. That's two years in jail. That's no joke. So why does this kick in and so, uh, so bizarre in the legality of it? Italian law doesn't, uh, in some cases, call for pets to be treated as members of the family. In November of 2016, uh, one of the courts ruled that dogs should be treated like children rather than property in divorce case. And that is hugely controversial. Incidentally, if the dog, if pets are treated or considered children in the divorce case, which I can see. I mean, that's logical. It may, it's, it's basically custody, but they're going beyond that. Then why, as children, are they now allowed carry rings? They think about that. And they're not allowed to get more and more involved. And you can't throw kids out of a wedding, yada, yada. Now, up to this point, it's sort of, it's between children and it's, and uh, between property. Because provisions under Italian law are, are made for shared custody and maintenance payments, which a judge could do here. You have shared custody of the dog. All right. The dog spends half the time with you, half the time with your spouse. And... We're going to talk about payment. Effectively, dog support. Great case. It's a dog, all right? And then, uh, I love the concept of dog years. Don't you love that one? What is a dog year? I'll tell you what a dog year is. It is 365 days. It just so happens that dogs live 15 years. That's all. There are no dog years. Because if you look at fly years... And they last, uh, what, three days? Well, I guess to a fly, five minutes is equivalent to eight years. So those are eight years in fly years. It's a dog, okay? It's not that complicated. All right, let's go ahead and take some uh, phone calls here.
13: Hello, Jimmy. Yes. Yes. uh, Thank you. Uh, Four months ago, I was in a car accident where I rear-ended somebody. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, thank you there was a minor damage to the other vehicle Um, at the time um, I asked the the passenger um, is she okay she said she was fine the cops were called the cops uh, made a report it turns out um, that she's suing me for $400,000 okay Um, I do have I did have full coverage on my vehicle however my policy limits uh, are $15,000 and the attorney um, who was provided to me by the insurance company told me that the insurance company will only pay Right, of course that
0: they're only going to pay $15,000 because that's the insurance that you bought. If you buy $15,000 worth of coverage and pay $400 for it or $300 and uh, someone else buys $100,000 worth of insurance and pays $1,500, of course, what do you expect the insurance company to do? Pay the entire amount?
16: Well, yeah, but in my in, in my opinion, the, the lawsuit is frivolous. Yeah, uh, and uh, also
0: it sounds frivolous. So what's your question? Well, what am I? What can I? What am I supposed to do? You just I turn mean, it over to your insurance company and then walk away and go, "You guys figure it out." Yeah, but she, if she won't settle with the insurance company, then she the turns police. around. Then she turns around and sues you. But she'll settle. She'll settle, Jimmy. I guarantee you. Okay. Yeah, it's All that right, simple. they can. I'm surprised she didn't sue you for four million. Now okay. the lawsuits uh, run according to proof. It used to be that you would name a figure. Now, you can still name a figure, but it's just easier. Damages are according to proof. You know what we used to do? Uh, early on, I had a partner. While I was doing surrogacy, he was doing personal injury. Is It would be the phone book number. Honest, Honestly, he, we would open up a phone book. He would take the number, whatever it was, 789-4627. The lawsuit was 7000000 Eight hundred ninety thousand dollars. I mean, that was it. We would just pull a number out. You could sue for anything. So uh, uh, when you get sued for four hundred thousand dollars on a rear ender, where there is uh, slight damage, oh believe it's not going to go even for close to fourteen uh, for fifteen thousand dollars. It's probably going to go for minor medical costs. It's probably soft tissue. So the person is going to go out and get go to a, a personal injury attorney, get two thousand dollars worth of ch- chiropractic care. Uh, lucky if the insurance company will write a check for the $2,000. Probably not. And uh, that's the way it's going to run. Nothing more, nothing less. The real ding is you're going to get a point, an accident with injury on your insurance record. So next time the insurance policy rolls around, you may end up getting dinged of a one accident I I think they let you have. This is Handle on the Law. All right, Julie Slater in the KFI newsroom. What's going on, Julie?
8: Coming up on Sunday morning with Elizabeth Espinosa. This famous L.A. attraction is changing its alcohol policy. So it's great news, right? But is it really good news for permanent residents? Ah, we'll tell you more this Sunday.
2: Sunday morning with Elizabeth Espinosa. Tomorrow morning at 5 on KFI AM 640.
1: More stimulating talk. your fact, you
0: TFI handle here on a uh, Saturday morning, and uh, back we go. More handle on the law, marginal legal advice. All right, Chris, your turn. Hello, Chris. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hey, Bill. Yes. So
4: last uh, about a little bit over a year ago, I got divorced and I had to pay alimony. And my ex-wife moved on, and she now she's pregnant and she's expecting, and she's going to move in with the guy. Uh huh. So my question is. Can I go back to court and take my alimony away? Oh, no, you, can
0: always, go, you can always go back to court and try to amend your spousal support, but no one really cares. Uh, it's going to have to be a massive change of circumstances. For example, if the guy is a millionaire, uh, then, it, uh, then you can walk and say circumstances have changed. But no, for the most part, uh, yeah, all you do is here's what you want to do is when you write that spousal check is put a big F you and your new boyfriend. Okay. Uh, that's all that's all you can do. Uh, and uh, that's yeah, it doesn't change anything. People say, like, oh, my God, you know, she's going to have a kid with someone else. OK, who cares? Now, welcome to the modern day. It used to be important. But then again, a child under those circumstances would have been determined to be a bastard. We're talking about a legal bastard, uh, which all kinds of rights of inheritance, et cetera, were affected. I think Louisiana is the only place that still has bastards uh, if or it was several years ago. All right, George. Hi, George. You're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law.
16: Hey, Bill. Yes. Hey, Bill. Um, Forty-five years ago, my uh, wife's parents bought a property. They bought a home from a builder. The home wasn't built yet, and the, the properties up there in the area where they built came with restrictions. One of the restrictions was that if you put on another building on the property, which is our properties are about four or five acres, um, the building that you added on has to match the home.
0: And we have a. Has to, has to has to match the home only in terms of aesthetics. It can be bigger, right?
16: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, it's just a question I, of
0: the I, look, the outside true. look of the home. Effectively, it's sort of a homeowner association kind of thing, except it's a city ordinance. Or is it. You know, it's a, it's it's a, a restriction, restriction that was put on by the developer?
16: Right. Yes, sir. Oh, interesting. Yes, sir. And, uh, well, what happened last year is he was digging, he was digging to put a foundation, and I go, hey, dude. What are you doing? You're on our property. You're eight feet on our property. And he said, "No, this is my property." I said, "No." I said, "I'm going to have I'm going to go to the county. I go I called the sheriff. We got an injunction. We stopped him in his tracks. I went to the county and I went to the county seat where all the uh, tracks are are filed. Well, I got the exact measurements of the property and curiously enough, I found all these restrictions. These restrictions say that if you're going to add on a a building to your property, it has to match the house and the story. So, and I approached him and I said, here. And I said, look, dude, here's the property line. I didn't mention nothing about the building. Okay, there's two issues here. I'm I'm confused.
0: One issue is about uh, the... Uh, the mandate that it has to look like the other piece of property on it, which I sort of think is up in the air at this yes, point. Uh, but the other one is building on your property. How are the two connected?
16: Okay, uh, what I—that's how it all got started. No, it doesn't it matter how it got
0: started. How are the two
16: connected? Okay, uh, what he did is when we when we established the bounty lo- the property lines, he built this building, the steel building looks nothing like it okay but that doesn't that doesn't matter that doesn't matter
0: because it could be an outbuilding and you can all that's that's Uh an argument i mean you're going to be in court forever it could be a shop a workshop it could be anything and he's going to argue it's not it is not a structure it is not a home it is not a residence but that's not the point is he building on your
17: property
16: No, sir. No. But here's another interesting thing. After the lines were drawn, I had a survey crew go out there because I was going to put up a fence. Yeah. He put up his building, but his eaves are hanging over. So he is building on your property. I don't know if that. that, Yeah, that 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 does it. If part part of his building,
0: yes, if part of his building is on your property or above your property, your property is not just the ground. I mean, it goes up so oh, okay yeah that's the issue forget about looking at it and doing the same you're mixing up two issues the answer is okay. uh is if he is building on your property you smile and say get it out of there and incidentally there's probably a setback anyway I can't imagine that he can build right up to the property line I can't yeah, even be a, you- I, I I can't imagine that that would happen so the guy's in violation what
16: you know what, Bill? what? You, you know what? Uh, out there we're in the county basically you could do whatever you want okay
0: so but he can't a, okay fine on that one but he can't build on your property so you tell him to okay. move the damn thing or move the eve back and then you sue him and uh, you go to court and he's in violation I mean, he's clear and he's going to be responsible okay. for tearing down whatever building it is he'll be forced to do that And uh, hopefully, depending on uh, the law, and I don't have the law in front of me, uh, he's also responsible for legal fees. Okay, the thing about the matching, I mean, that's just, yeah, I have no idea what that has to do with anything. This is handle on the Law. Okay, Julie Slater, uh, in the KFI newsroom, some updates, please. It's official. KFI's
2: own Bill Handel has been inducted into the National Radio Hall of Fame. You can probably hear it behind me, but work is already underway widening all the doorways to accommodate his ego. Your vote made this possible. I mean, I know we told you to vote, but thanks a lot, you know, from all of us here at KFI
1: and iHeart Radio Station.
2: Just thanks. Yeah, we are have-
0: AM 640 Handle here on a July 15th Saturday. All right. Back we go. More Handle on the law. All right, David, you've been there for a while. What can I do for you?
18: Hello, Mr. Yes, sir. Go ahead. I I, uh, had all my notes, okay, on a darn it. Can you put me on hold and take me on next, please? I have my notes down. Sure, why? Not?
0: No, that's okay. That's all right. At least you asked, as supposed to uh, uh, good for you. Uh, not a uh, problem. All right, uh, Joe, uh, you're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, Joe.
16: Good morning, Bill. Yes, sir. Morning, the legend. I <laughs> um, appreciate you taking my call. I'll try to streamline this. Uh, make it as quick as I can. Uh, so, about 17 years ago.
13: Um, my dad,
16: he purchased, uh, some assets in a bankruptcy court and, um, it was from a restaurant and he asked them, uh, he asked the court to also include the name. Um, but there is,
0: was the uh, name included? They did. They did include the name. Okay. So he owns the name. Okay. And, um, so
16: question is, he doesn't have patents on the name. He doesn't have, you
0: can't have patents on a name, uh, but he still owns the name. Now, they sold him the name, but did they have a trademark on the name? Um, you know, I'm not too sure. Then that's anything. the whole answer. Then that, then you have to find that out. Because if it's a uh-huh. trademark name, he owns a trademark name. And if it isn't okay. a trademark name, uh, then it's sort of wide open. Now, there's some common law stuff, and that is is if the business is still around and someone else is using the, main de- 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 the name, depending on who is first and who is interfering, is the name just out there right now? Yeah, so... There's um, no business, uh, right?
14: So, so the names um,
16: still go in, in other states and other countries?
14: I know, but is it but, still...
0: Uh, why is it going in other countries? Was it trademarked in other names in other countries?
6: So, I believe that
16: they've already had uh, their going, um, businesses going for a long time. All right, so uh, are
0: those names uh, trademarked? Um,
16: they may well be. All
0: right, so what, what's your question?
16: So... Um, question is, would we still have uh, or my father still have um, access to use
0: that? Well, yeah, because it's his name. The problem is if it's not trademarked, anybody else can use it. And th- then you have a lawsuit saying that we use the name first and you're interfering with our business. It's unfair competition because you're stealing our business based on uh, some kind of confusion. But if there's no business to argue has been uh, disrupted or interfered with or hurt, uh, I don't know where you're going to go with that.
16: No, so my question is only this: um, We don't care that they're operating stuff. So then, fine. then, what, then, what's your question? My question is: Would we be able to open up the restaurant wherever we want to and do our thing?
0: Sure, why not? If the name isn't trademark, yes, but then they can turn around and argue that you've interfered with their name because you owe nothing. If I sell you a business, Acme Auto Works. And, and, and Acme Auto Works doesn't exist anymore. It's just a name. Uh, yeah, there's nothing to do, of course. The guy down the street can open it. That's kind of bizarre. Um, yeah, kind of weird. All right, Blake. Hi, Blake. Welcome to Handle on the Law.
5: Thanks for taking the call. So I sold my condo this year. The appraiser listed the square footage incorrectly. And I'm wondering, do I have any legal action to recoup some of the money? Maybe. That Maybe. So uh,
0: the... Well, it, that gets a little bit difficult because every piece of property is totally different. And uh, I guess you could argue that if it were the full amount, let me go back and ask a question. If it were the, the appropriate square footage, how much more would you have gotten?
5: $9,600. Oh, okay. So so, so so $9,500. All
0: right. So that was the value. And how do you know and how do you then say, well, that's what I would have gotten. And then they would have said we wouldn't have paid for it. Uh, or UK? What if you would take five thousand dollars less? You see, there's no way to prove any of that. See, it's too it's too speculative. I have a house that's well, worth two hundred thousand dollars, and I have to sell it. Uh, and next door, uh, they got two hundred thousand dollars for their house, and I'm sort of desperate to sell, so I sell it for one hundred and eighty in a fire sale.
5: You see, you can't you can't tell. They're listed the square footage. No, I get
0: it. No, no, I get it. There's uh, and there's no question they screwed up. Uh, what well, I'm telling you is that it's going to be difficult to ascertain the actual damages. And uh, you want to talk to – for not, but here's the problem also. 9,000 square feet uh, uh, or $9,600, you can hire a lawyer for that. So you have to take it to small claims court. And then the argument is to bring appraisers in there. You have to sort of prove you would have gotten $9,600 uh, more. Uh, the uh, client, uh, the the purchaser would have said, oh, yeah, we would have paid $9,600 more. Uh, maybe. But it's not one of yeah. those. It's not one of. It's not cut and dry the way it looks like nine thousand six hundred dollars because I paid one hundred and eighty, and it was really worth uh, one hundred ninety six or one hundred and yeah or one hundred and whatever the figures are. And well,
5: uh, let me let me try it this way, though the the contractor listed the square footage when he built the home is sixteen sixty two. Yeah, no, and I get I it. Room. He
0: it's wrong. I get it. It's wrong. Yeah, and uh, you bought a piece of property based on the square footage. But all I'm saying is, you're saying I would not have bought it. I would have paid ninety six hundred dollars less. And then you yeah, have I to
5: sold it. I uh, actually sold it, and I, it didn't come into value, so I had to lower the selling price.
0: I understand, but then you had then the, you have to have the seller, uh, the buyer, say, "Yep, I would have paid ninety six hundred dollars
5: more." Absolutely. Well, they did sign the contract going in. Saying, really saying that, I
0: understand. and the, So wait a sec. The contract says, I would have paid $9,600 more if the square footage was correct. That's in the contract. That's an interesting you know, sales contract.
5: Yeah, no, the contract stated sale price. Right, that's um, it.
0: That's my whole point. It stated sale price. You're arguing it's a $9,600 screw-up based on that I would have gotten $9,600 more. You see, there's an issue here, not not that you haven't been screwed. I just, I'm just curious as to how you're going to ascertain that you would have gotten ninety six hundred dollars more.
5: That's the problem. Because we entered into escrow at asking price when the appraisal came back. All right, I so, so,
0: all right, so you're going to get the buyer up there and say, I would have paid ninety six hundred dollars more.
5: I uh, yeah. If all right. Well, then that helps. But. But isn't the buyer already saying that they would have paid $9,600 more by? Absolutely not. Like Abs-
0: absolutely not. It's if really my no budget thing. is $200,000 and I can't afford $210,000, uh, I would say, sure, i pay for it, but I can't afford it. I can't get a loan at $210,000. It's too speculative. And I would, talk okay. to, I would talk to a real estate attorney because the damages are such – this is the way I understand it. And there may be a whole different formula, which is why you want to buy uh, at least an hour from a real estate attorney. Because you're assuming a whole – you're assuming the bank would have loaned it. You're assuming that the buyer would have paid that much more money. Uh, you're, yes. you're assuming that there is no variance at all. You're assuming that you would have held off. And uh you wouldn't have taken two thousand dollars less, for example, on a piece of property, right? So let's yeah. say the property is with two hundred thousand dollars, uh, you sold it on a hundred thousand dollars uh for uh based on a price on square footage. And then you have to say, nope, I wouldn't have taken a two thousand dollar hit. I wouldn't have taken a thousand dollar hit. Do you see do you see okay. the problem?
5: Yeah, absolutely.
0: You're yeah, like and that. that's and that's the issue, which is why you want to buy uh some time. Uh, with a real estate attorney and and see where you sit now there could be some formula that i'm not aware of as i said that's in common usage in the real estate industry there's there's certainly misrepresentation uh either it's negligent or it's uh, intentional there's a bunch of issues there this of which i know very little clearly just all you have to do is listen to my answer and anybody in real estate goes yeah yeah there's handle kfi a no this is handle on the law Now, let's go to Julie Slater in the KFI uh, newsroom. Next on the Mo Kelly Show. The Donald Trump Jr. emails have done the Trump administration no favors, and even Fox News and the National Review are displeased. We'll have your War for the Planet of the Apes movie review and an update on the performance of Laker
2: phenom Lonzo Ball. Mo Kelly, tonight at 6, KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk.
0: KFI AM uh, six forty. Bill Handle here on a uh, Saturday. Welcome back to Handle on the Law. All right, David. Welcome to uh, Handle on the Law. What can I do for you?
18: Hello, Mister Handle. Yes, sir. I uh, uh, sustained an injury while uh, uh, volunteering as a first responder, uh, and I was going over an object and I hurt my neck, and uh, ultimately. I uh, reported it and uh, saw the doctor. He says, oh, you have a soft tissue injury. It'll get better. Uh, so I waited. Uh, didn't go away. Went back to him. Uh, he did an MRI. Uh, just said he didn't see anything. Uh, still in pain. uh complained about it. I tried chiropractic, relaxation, a whole bunch of other stuff. And ultimately, uh, I've had to continue my regular job, Um, not the volunteer job. I put that on hold Uh, and uh, constantly had to lie on my back. And uh, ultimately, uh, the attorney of the uh, uh, municipality who uh, I hurt myself with, uh, they uh, went ahead and and uh, had a doctor see me, and uh, he really didn't come up with anything. And ultimately, uh, after a while, I ended up going to a urgent care and getting uh, pain relief. Uh, All right, this uh, is
0: going a little too long. So yeah,
18: yeah, okay, I got you. Uh, pain relief uh, in a uh, non narcotic, uh, and it turns out that. They said, "Hey, this is uh, going to mess up your body." All right, so it messed yes, up your yes, body, yes, and, yes, and I got yes, it. So, so you're per-
0: yes. you're permanently injured, correct? Yeah. Okay. W- when you uh, were injured, this was 17 years ago. Uh, yes. Okay. When you were injured, how were you injured? Just curious.
18: Uh, going over a, uh, uh, a wall on a way to a. Okay. Uh, so
0: how? So let's say you're going to sue the municipality. How is it their fault that you went over a wall?
18: Oh no, actually. Uh, the whole thing was uh, the point where uh, I just wanted to be taken care of. No, I get
0: it, but uh, but I get it. But how is it their fault that they have a duty to take care of you?
18: Uh, I figured that uh, when you get hurt, that uh, that someone should pay. Often,
0: so someone should pay for it.
14: Well, and if you're vol- if you're
0: volunteering and you get hurt when there is no negligence. Uh, you think the municipalities pay for it. Uh, that's problem number one. By the way, according to California law, no. if you're working for them, and there's an argument you can say working for them is the same and you're entitled to workers' comp, uh, did you file for workers' comp? I, I did. Okay. Did you, did you get workers' comp? I did. All right. That's So you got it. And also 17 years ago. So what more do you want other than workers' comp?
18: Uh, because, you know what, it, it's uh, ruined my life. Yeah, no, I get uh, it. No, no, I no, I understand
0: yeah. that. No, it has ruined your life. No, I totally understand that. Uh, but beyond workers' comp, there there is no liability. You, you would have to prove that there was a third party at fault. And it was the wall's fault or someone who built the wall
18: or someone yeah, who built know, the
0: wall negligent. So there was something sticking out of the wall that a reasonable person trying to climb the wall would have gotten hurt.
18: I'm glad I called him because everyone else can listen to this and learn from it. And, uh, um, what? Don't fall in, don't cro-
0: volunteer. You're an idiot for trying to help people. You know what? That is
18: exactly uh, the right thing. And I should have had, uh, uh, this long term disability insurance. And, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's I get definitely. it. And that's, uh, you know,
0: and the question is, uh, if you don't have long term disability insurance, that's one of the things that makes a lot of sense. And he is right. And uh, the other thing, and here's the takeaway, all right? You can be a nice person, and you're going to get nailed for it. Or you can be a ruthless, don't care about any human being on this planet like me, and never volunteer to help anyone. And uh, what are you going to do, right? So let's say someone is on uh, the floor, right, and desperately needs mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, and you're going to save his life. What are you going to do, put your lips on his lips? That's cooties. I mean, you're really going to do that? You call you call 911, and it doesn't matter if you're out in the boondocks and it's going to take the paramedics 23 minutes to show up. You have to watch out for yourself, don't you? Okay, eh, maybe it's going a little too far. <laughs> no, not in my case. It's not. <laughs> oh handle you're so you're just great heart you're just you're, I just don't stop it's heart of gold business uh, this is a handle on the law KFI am uh, 640 bill handle here on a Saturday morning this is handle on the law marginal legal advice where I tell you, you have absolutely no case. All right, uh, U.S. Uh, appeals Court just ruled in a Wisconsin case and upheld Wisconsin's right-to-work law. And this is a ongoing battle between unions and uh, people who don't want to join unions and the law. And this is such a huge deal. And here is what's going on. All right, uh, you can't be forced to join a union. That is effectively, that's almost slavery. However, what a union can do if you work at a certain place is they can force you to pay into the union, not union dues, because you're not a member, but the equivalent of union dues. So you have to pay and get none of the benefits of being in the union. And so it sort of forces everybody to be in the union, right? Because what are you going to do? Are you Are going to pay the equivalent and not get any of the benefits? Or are you going to pay and get the benefits? So uh, it, it means that everybody is in the union. And uh, it, uh, the unions now control. Well, uh, there are right to work states. That say no, you don't have to be in the union. and You don't have to pay. The unions counter saying, but wait a minute, if they get, if they don't not forced to get the union, but they're still going to get the same benefits. Because in reality, if I'm paying someone x union wages, I can't have someone do the same thing, and work for me, and I pay competitive rates. It just doesn't work that way. And so, therefore, we want to be able to force people to pay the equivalent of union dues. Well, uh, the unions have said, if you don't do that, it totally decimates us. I mean, look at this. Uh, You don't have to pay. You still get our benefit because we've negotiated on your behalf. You have not paid us anything. And effectively, you're getting our benefit uh, for free. And what ends up happening is if people do get the benefits, and don't have to join the union, what do you think is going to happen? They're not going to join the union, which decimates the union. Then it becomes the honor system. and No one has any honor. So the unions are saying we can force the issue. And that's what this lawsuit is about. Well, they lost. Uh, The unions lost. You can't do that. Uh, The Constitution, according to the uh, Constitution, according to what the court said, does not protect a union's right to take money from non-union members. And that's precisely what the court agreed. Of course, the union said it's fundamentally unfair for the unions to be required to provide services for free. And uh, that's going to go up to Supreme Court, whether it wins or not. And so uh, California, for example, is a right to work state, right? You don't have to join the union, except unless there's a collective bargaining agreement where management agrees, you have to join the union. Then it becomes a union shop here. At my radio station, not the syndication part, because that's non-union. This show, for example, happens to be syndicated. And it's uh, all over the country, as you know, that uh, when you listen to this show, I I get calls from all over the country. And then if you really pay attention at all, you'll know as little as I know about California law, I know far less about a a law of insert name of state here. But that part is non-union. On the other hand, I work for KFI, local radio station in Los Angeles, where I go Monday through Friday. That's a union job. That's a union shop. You have to – someone who works here has to join the union. Unless, and, and you're not working here if you don't, which really pisses me off because, uh, you know, why do I have to join the union? Well, because that's just the way the collective bargaining works. So it's a huge, huge issue uh, in February, Missouri became the 28th state to pass right-to-work legislation. And this is the ongoing battle. It's going to be a good one, too. We'll see what happens. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, take some uh, phone calls here. All right. Here's one uh, that's been hanging around. Shirley, I'm trying to figure yes. out what, what this is about, looking at the computer. What can I do for you?
7: I work at a medical lab I have a, uh, with employees, about 20 of us. And one of, the, uh, one of the employees has accused me of stealing drugs out of her purse. And I have been working there now for two years. I've had no issues. I, she posted it on Facebook a week ago. I do not have Facebook. I had no clue that she said, hey, watch out, folks. Yeah. Shirley, Shirley's out there stealing medication.
0: Okay. Now, what happened to you at work? Uh, have they fired you? Have you been reprimanded? They have not fired okay. me.
8: I have gone to Human Resources, and they won't take up any issue because they said she has to make the claim.
0: She has to make the claim about what? You, uh, uh, me
5: stealing the, right. the drugs out so of All right. So I
0: would also go to Human uh, Resources and say that she's out there, uh, and uh, she is accusing me of stealing drugs here. And uh, do you want to do anything about it, hoping that uh, hopefully HR is going to do something about it disciplining her? Other than that, uh, she slandered you is what's happened. Right. You have defamation right. and you have a cease and desist letter and theoretically you can go ahead and uh, sue her for damages problem is you have to it's it's uh, it's it's per se in other words that's uh, i think a slander libel per se in uh, which it hits one of the big four which means you don't have to prove that in fact she did it she proved herself that she did it now the issue damages right. and so you know you haven't been damaged particularly
13: not at this point, right. right? And
0: you and but I'd send her a letter. Okay, I'd send her, and I would even ask, uh, uh, "You want to spend a couple hundred dollars for a lawyer to send a letter?" Correct. Then you do that, and then that All hopefully, right. and hopefully, that puts uh, the fear of God in her. She's getting a lawyer, a letter from a lawyer saying, uh, "You better stop it right now and remove it from Facebook, or we're going to go after you." And you're, and those, you can write a pretty scary letter, and there okay. are lawyers that'll do that. So that's uh, absolutely the way I would go. I, Leroy. Hi, Leroy. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Hello.
5: Yeah, Bill. Um, I have an issue with a collection agency. Okay. Okay, my issue is I owed them uh, $3,800. I sent them $2,973. Now, they want me, I told them I can give them $100 a month on the rest of it. But they said no. You have to give $200 All right. because it needs... It needs to be paid off within four months.
0: Okay, what's your question?
5: My question is, can I just send them the hundred dollars? On sure, and they $1.
0: either accept $1. it or they sue you for the difference, or they don't accept it. Yeah, they're it's, they're calling the shots, Leroy. You owe them the money.
5: Okay, and, but I'm, make, I'm making my uh, I'm making um, you know I'm, I'm trying to pay them off.
0: I understand. So they have a couple of choices: they can go ahead and accept the money, or not accept the money, or sue you at the end of it. If you've paid them off, if you pay them a hundred dollars a month, and um, by the time Uh, they file a lawsuit against you and you're paying $100 a month. So let's say it takes three months. So now you're down another $300. And do they go ahead and sue you for the difference and get a judgment of which uh, you're not going to be able to pay off or you don't want to pay off? And uh, it's just a hassle for them. But no, they they can do what they're doing, Leroy. They don't have to accept your $100 a month. Matter of fact, they don't have to accept any payments. They can simply say, we want it all. So, uh, Ali. Hello, Ali.
7: Hi. I purchased a house three years ago, and I paid $161,000 for it. I saw on the tax bill that I was being taxed at a rate of 185. When I brought it to the assessor's office, they said that I had to wait because they only reassess properties every eight years. Well, that was this January. I did file um, an appeal. They
0: because no, they because they they charge for more than one hundred eighty five thousand dollars assessed value. They charged me one
7: hundred eighty five thousand dollars when I purchased the property for one hundred sixty one.
0: Okay, so the value is you purchase it, but what they did is they assessed it at one hundred eighty five thousand. Correct.
7: Correct. All right. So they say they only reassess properties every eight years, and that I could file an appeal. Right when the eight years was up, which was this January two thousand seventeen. I filed an appeal and they reduced mine by a thousand dollars, which is now being assessed at one hundred and seventy three thousand dollars. Okay. Which is still more than I paid for
0: these well that really doesn't matter what you paid for it. What if you paid for the house ha- what you, if if you bought the house twenty five years ago for thirty thousand dollars, what do you think? It's not gonna be assessed at market value?
7: Well, they're uh, they're making up this market value. Yeah,
0: when... they do. And then what you can do is part of your appeal is you bring in and you file a, a, an appeal and you bring in uh, assessments. Right, you bring in bring in comps. I did. And uh, then they didn't want to hear the comps. Correct. All right, then you file a lawsuit.
7: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I went up before the board.
0: Okay, and you've gone through all of your uh, you've gone through all of your administrative remedies. You've exhausted them, so what's left now is to file a lawsuit against the assessor's office. Okay. And uh, how much are you overpaying? I,
5: well,
7: I, from what I purchased the property for or for what... Well, here is the problem
0: is uh, what you purchase it doesn't necessarily mean what the assessed value is. Okay. It depends on the law. This is uh, North Carolina?
7: Alamance County, North Carolina. All right,
0: North Carolina. So... Uh, all I can do is tell you what it's here. the the uh, The way the assessor's office works here, where I live, it's based on purchase price, and then thereafter it's based on market value. And they can assess as often as they want, but uh, but that's the lie here. And there's a question of uh, practically how how long are they going to assess, and then they determine the assessment price, and you can appeal. As a matter of fact, when the economy really tanked and property values just dropped dramatically. Uh, what people did is they immediately went to the assessor's office and said, our, pro- our value is not anymore, theoretically, $500,000. Now the property's worth $400,000. The assessor had to change it.
7: I did that in Utah three times. And,
0: and it, it worked. worked And it worked for you, right? Yes. yes so the only, Well, it obviously doesn't work in North Carolina, Ali, or Ali. It's, it, it, so what you have to do is go through the, the process, which you did, the appeals process, the last appeals. Once you finish the last appeals, then you take them to court. And I don't think you're going to win, uh, and it's going to cost you a fortune, and you're going to suck it up. And the good news is you have a property, and how big a house is it?
7: Two-bedroom, two-bath.
0: Two-bedroom, two-bath uh, for $185,000, right? No, I paid one hundred sixty-one. dollars It's
7: now being reevaluated. Okay. All right,
0: so you paid $161,000 uh, for a house that here would cost you $600,000. So uh, great deal for you. And how much are the taxes on the $171,000 assessed value?
7: I believe it's uh, $1,600. Hmm.
0: It's a townhome. It's an attached... No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, It's still... It's the value of the property. So you're paying 1%, which is about right. That's what they uh, they charge. It's 1%. So uh, you can go ahead. Legally, you have the right to take them to court, and that was the final answer. But, man, you're going to have a real tough time on that. You are. Because if uh, the assessor can say this is a reasonable value, what do you think the court's going to say? No. They don't. They say yes to the assessor. Because remember what I said. Municipalities, administrative, local administrative agencies have enormous power. Or at least the court says you have enormous power and we're not going to get in the way. Unless something is crazy. That's not crazy. This, well, we're crazy. This is handle on the Law. Okay, Julie Slater, a news update from the KFI Newsroom. Don't you think your floor
16: deserves a little more respect? Every day it's there holding you up, putting up with forgetting to wipe your feet and your stompy little temper tantrums and people saying things like, pick yourself up off the floor. Like what, that's a bad thing? And what do you do? You just stand there
11: and let people walk all over This week, we're talking floors on Home. Don't miss
2: it. Home with Dean Sharp, the house whisperer. Tomorrow morning at 9 on KFI. AM 640. More
1: stimulating talk.
0: KFI AM 640 handle here. Back we go. More handle on the law. Marginal legal advice. Uh, hey, Joe. Uh, you're up. Welcome.
13: Hey, uh, Bill. I do beaches videos. Um, I like to shoot the finals or the, the, some of the surf contest heats and stuff. But uh, they try to get you to get a permit or they, they'll say you're on private property and stuff like that. And they don't want you doing that. Okay. I don't, and? I don't see any signs up or anything like doesn't that. doesn't even
0: matter. They can have all the signs in the world. It doesn't matter. It's a very few beaches are private, and I can't imagine that any kind of a surfing competition would be on a private beach. Uh, I think I don't even know if there are private beaches anymore. Uh, Well, maybe they're grandfathered in, but uh, you know, it's public beaches. Even when you go to Malibu, uh, the colony in Malibu, those are the 15, 20 million dollar homes. Spielberg has one over there, David Geffen has one over there. I think Jack Nicholson has one on the water. They're in this little that little section. That beach is public.
13: It, okay, yeah, I see them getting hassled sometimes. Yeah, whether. they do, but
0: that beach, they cannot stop you. If there are people out on the beach and you're videoing it uh and they stop you or try, you call the police.
13: Well, it's the police that
0: are. <laughs> oh, then okay, then then you got a problem. Then okay. you have then there's a big problem because if the police are going to take the side of those people and uh, the owners, uh, then there's not a whole lot you can do about it, Joe.
13: Okay, no one, no one's taking the side of any people. It's just I'm there, and then they'll come up to you, and they'll say, do you have a permit for this? I don't you know?
0: understand why you need a permit to video on the beach.
6: Exactly.
13: I don't get right. it. Yeah,
0: and you yeah. say, and, and you ask where, I would ask a police officer, and where do I get a permit to video on the beach?
13: Who issues the permit? Well, they want you to go downtown and get and it in by. A permit
0: to walk the beach and to video on the beach? Yep. Oh come on! Well, yeah, yeah. I don't even know which agency you would go because it's. I don't think they can stop you from uh, videoing on the beach. It's a public
13: place. So am I like a protected under the First Amendment? Oh like, no, no, yes, no, yeah, first, like yeah,
0: I love First Amendment stuff. Yeah, actually, it probably is First Amendment. But as, as soon as people start talking about First Amendment, I, I want to blow my brains out uh, for sure. Um, all right, John. Uh, hello, John. You're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law.
13: Hi. Uh, basically, I, I worked for about a year and a half for my former employer, and uh, he wasn't paying overtime. So I went to the Department of Labor, uh, the wage and hour uh, at department, and the investigator uh, went over there to, to my former boss, and he got all the information. He, and in the beginning of July, told me the they they settled the case and that, that they owe me about 60000 dollars in overtime pay. And in the beginning of July, when they were supposed to pay them, send the check to the Department of Labor, so the Department of Labor would call me and I would go pick up my check. Uh, it's been, I guess, about two weeks almost, and they haven't paid their. Uh, All right, well, two weeks. Payment.
0: Two two weeks is uh, that, that's pretty early days because it. Uh, I wouldn't worry until it hits a month, two months. But the bottom line is. Uh, is uh, it says on the screen that they've declared, the company's declared bankruptcy. Is that true?
13: Not yet. They were supposed to pay all the Okay,
0: got it. So they're not going to pay. Assuming they're going to declare bankruptcy, you've got a problem on your hands because there's no money to pay you. Although, when you're talking about any assets that are being sold, uh, any money they have, you're at the front of the list. In terms terms of getting, well, then the property's going to be sold, and then you will get paid. There's only one entity that's above you in terms of being first in line to get paid, and that, that's the te- the government with taxes. Then you come. So okay. if there are any assets, if there are no assets, it's gone. I, I think you've got a big issue in your hand. Is in no money, unless they hold the directors personally responsible and then that's another issue completely under what uh, what rules that the uh, directors the boss would be held on a personal responsibility although uh, that is i don't know how easy that is all right this is handle on the law and there's julie slater in the KFI newsroom with a news update. Bill Handel. The Republicans are saying we're going to save a pile of money. This is going to make a lot more sense. Obamacare is a disaster, but we're going to have more for less. He'll always be, Frank. The Democrats say we do better for more money. At least they're honest about it. But he'll always be Bill. At least they say, here's what we're going to give you, and we're going to tax the hell out of you to get there.
2: Bill Handel. That's honest. Mornings from 6 to 10, only on KFI.
1: An iHeart radio station.
0: KFI AM uh, 640. Bill Handel here, and welcome back to Handel on the Law Marginal Legal Advice. Okay. Marie, let's talk to you. Or let me talk to you. What can I do for you? Marie, are you there?
8: Yes. Marie. Yes, ma'am.
19: Okay. Um, I called a few months ago. My dog attacked another dog about. Two years ago, almost two years, and I had been trying to pay her a little every month. Well, now, I can't afford to pay her, so my sister, because of my income, my sister wants to sell our condo. I wondered wait if, wait wait, how much my wait, how much
0: you owe these people for the dog?
19: Well, they said it was like twenty five hundred i don't know Wait, wait,
0: you agree to twenty five hundred dollars
19: no, I didn't agree I said. I'll try and
0: pay okay. what I can. Fair enough. Can. So how much have you paid, Marie? I've paid about four hundred. All right. And so why do you have to well, sell my, why do you have to sell your condo?
19: Well, because I can't pay the taxes and I can't oh, pay that's, my HOA.
0: Okay, that's different. I, I I assume you weren't gonna pay because of the dog. All right. So oh, no. All right, so you're no. selling the condo. So what's your question?
19: Can she um Put a on no
0: her son, you know? God, no. She'd have to. No, no. Of course not.
19: Okay. And tell okay.
0: her, and just tell her. Ed, you know, I'm sorry, your dog got eaten by my dog, and uh, that's just the way it goes.
19: Yeah.
0: We'll see you in court. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't
19: want to take me to court. Then there's
0: nothing there. Then you don't have to owe her a dime. What kind okay. of what kind of dog did your dog eat? By the way.
19: Some fat dog. Some it fat was, dog.
0: Um... Yeah. Well, fat dogs are a little bit more apt to get eaten and bit because they can't really run away that quickly. What kind of dog do you have? My dog died now. Oh, it's a dead dog. So you have a dead dog. She has a fat dog that was bitten by your dead dog. Wow, great story. You're fine. (laughs) I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, That's Yeah, that's not a problem.
6: All right, Gary. Hi, Gary. Yeah, hey, Bill. I had uh, two gym memberships. The uh, one gym membership uh, went out of business and was actually picked up by the bigger gym. So why would that be two was, gym
0: uh, member? Why would that be two gym memberships?
6: I had I had two different gym memberships. Oh yeah, the two, two for two different gyms. Different gyms. Right, oh. right, One was closer. And all right, blah, blah, blah. all right. Ah, okay, anyway, yeah. The bigger gym bought out the one that you know the smaller gym. My smaller gym was costing me a hundred dollars a year. The newer gyms cost me $400 a year. Now, I finally found this out after a couple of years because it was an auto draft. Called them up, and I said, hey, I want my old gym membership uh, fee because it was transferred. And they said, well, I don't really think we're going to be able to do anything about
0: that. Well, then you really take them to court. Then you really just take them to small claims court.
6: Well, if I do, which I'm thinking about it, can I – for all the overpayments sure. that I made, which is about two grand, yeah,
0: that's exactly what you're going to sue for.
6: So, do I go to corporate office, or can I just go to the membership or the manager of a gym?
0: Doesn't matter. You can sue corporately. Uh, you can sue as, as when you sue, uh, the individual gyms have to accept service too. Uh, so, you serve uh, whoever you can. You have your choice. Corporate, and I'd sue the membership. Uh, I don't know who I'd sue. It's probably easier to su- serve the ma- uh, the manager. Because he, uh, yeah. the sheriff just walks in the door. There's a counter, someone sitting behind the counter, and there you go. You've been served because your contract okay. is still appropriate. Your contract is still your contract.
14: And I've got an
6: email from the gym. They said your membership has been transferred. to Okay, that's head. fine.
0: That's fine. Yeah. But you're fine. You know, you're just you overpaid. It was a mistake. Uh, they're not entitled to just keep your money.
5: All right, Jake. Hello, Jake. Hello, Bill. Yes. I have a situation with a mother-in-law. My wife is one of two children. Her brother has power of attorney over the 83-year-old mom. She moved to a nursing home two years ago, and the transaction I have a question about is he is the agent for the principal power of attorney. When her house proceeds were sold and given to her, she never got it.
0: Okay, what happened?
5: What happened to the money? He took the funds, bought a new home, Oh, second home. For that's, a million 50, Oh,
0: that's special. Okay, so he ripped off your and, mother. And so you're and
5: then, quite... But, you're, well, but he gave the money back nine months later, we think. Well,
0: I we do don't know. Oh, because uh, you don't have any control of uh, the bank account itself. That is correct. Got it. So you get to go, and because he did what he did, you get to go and file a conservatorship on behalf of your mother, and then you can start making all kinds of demands. Matter of fact, I would start making all kinds of demands anyway. Uh, I would definitely talk to a trust and estate lawyer on this one. And uh, the money to pay for the trust and estate lawyer will come out of mom's money. So you're not going you may have to front it and you may not even have to front it because the lawyer may very well work on a sort of modified contingency or is willing to wait until uh, the uh, the quote estate of your mom uh, will pay the money because obviously there's a chunk of money there.
5: He's been siphoning for years. But the question is, do we have a cause of action on his using her accounts for a sure. penny bank? Of course. So a power of attorney cannot willy-nilly borrow money and then put that's it
0: That's correct. Matter of fact, that is embezzlement. That is correct.
6: So it's
5: elder abuse. Okay. That's yeah, it is I elder abuse. And I don't even, frankly,
0: I don't even know how he was able to uh, take the money out uh, and uh, from the account. Uh, well, no, and power of attorney could. So, that's yeah, that's not a problem. But sell the house? So he sold her house, sold her house and told her, and I don't know mother. how, and is she, is she, is she lucid? Uh, she is now in a memory care unit, but one year ago. Yeah. I did. don't know how, I don't know how he did it. Some kind of fraud. And he was able, how was he able to do it? And a, uh, as a, uh, you know, I don't know how the hell you do that without her signing off on it. And I don't know if a power of attorney does it. Maybe it does. Uh, but, uh, you know, certainly uh, no, no financial organization that I know of would ever get involved because, uh, well, no, he just straight, oh, I get it. He just straight out stole the money. I get it. Okay. Uh, that, that's, a, that's just pure theft. It's embezzlement. Yes. You want to get a conservatorship and then go after him big time. And if he has, uh, if he's repaid all of the money, then the damages are effectively non-existent, but he's out of the picture. You've got to control You have to control your mom's estate, the money, all of it. This is handle on the Law. All right, Julie Slater in the KFI Newsroom. On
2: the next Dark Secret Place, they are choosing up sides for the second game of the doubleheader that is the Syrian Civil War. Who are we picking? Also, a review of the Army's new fuel cell utility vehicle. It's super secret, so don't tell anyone. It's on the Dark Secret Place. The dark secret place tonight at ten KFI AM six forty more stimulating talk. I told you
12: before, King is born.
0: Oh yeah! KFI AM uh, six forty. Bill Handel here on a uh, Saturday morning. Uh, let's return to uh, Handle on the News uh, on the Law. Oh by the way, we do have a, a couple of uh, phone lines available. So uh, before we finish it up, uh, you can call in 800-520-1KFI 800-520-1534. This is Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice. Okay, Linda. Hi. Yes ma'am. Uh, um, I
9: I'm, I'm the individual business owner. I need uh, one unit. Okay, extended. hold on, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, hang on. We have to go through this. You're you're a little bit difficult to understand. Where uh, Where are you from, by the way, Linda? Um, Japan. Oh, you're Japan, Japanese. Okay. Uh, so uh, let's go through it again slowly. You You rent a unit, correct? Yes.
9: Um, I got a lasso, uh, one unit, I got a lasso, that lasso so they sue me
0: and just a parking space. Okay, now you own the property? No. You just rent the property? Yes. And someone is suing you for a parking space? Yes. Uh, and why would you be responsible for the parking space? That is this I uh, ask.
9: I just got it last through the papers yesterday.
0: Okay, and uh, it's what do you have the paper in front of you? Yes. Okay, what does it say on the paperwork?
9: It the defendant failed to post the required uh, sent such as van access or unauthorized parking.
0: Okay, yeah. but it's uh, here's the problem I'm having understanding Linda, not just you. Uh, because you're very difficult to understand, but what I don't understand is how a renter would be responsible for any of that, as opposed to the landlord. So, Linda, you are not responsible, but the problem you have is you sort of has to have to get out of it. Uh, so, how? Oh. Uh, how? That's uh, that's not that's the part that's not so much fun. And that has to do with uh, filing a motion to dismiss. But what I would do is uh, contact uh, the person who sues you. And is it another tenant who's suing you? Uh, no. Who is suing you?
9: Oh, that is, uh, uh He said he saw my store. I, I wait, you have a? St- wait a second. You point. have
0: a store, so it's not. a It's not a, a, a residence. No, you don't mean- yeah, one unit. One unit. In a store. Um, very cool store. Do you have a store or is it a residence? No, that's a business building. It's a business and they're, and you are a tenant and they're suing you. All right, you are not at fault. You are not responsible. So what I would do is, I assume it's a lawyer, correct? Yes. All right, contact the lawyer and say, I'm just a tenant and mm-hmm. and here is the problem if the lawyer goes on Linda uh and you are not responsible, you have a great lawsuit against the lawyer. that's malicious prosecution. I don't understand how a tenant can be responsible unless you have done something. Did you remove a sign? Did you cover it up? Did you park in a space that is uh a handicapped only space what What are they accusing you of that's I suppose it's
9: nothing with this because that is the landlord's uh property.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I have uh, no idea. Uh... All right. Uh, Kevin. Kevin, let's uh, end this hour with you. Hello, Kevin.
5: Hi. Um, I'm a renter, and I have got a 30-day notice to change terms of a rental agreement. About two months ago, my rent went up, which is usual for that this time of year. And this other one, it says I have to have renter's insurance, and it has to be for $100,000. And it has to be under the apartment's name and i well never that's the apartment's that
0: name with the, what they are that's a lost payee uh okay. so that that's fine you you put them in as a covered uh the covered entity so that's an easy one okay so uh in terms of you have to change the lease has the lease expired
5: already no i'm a I'm on a month to month oh then they can do that by the way, I was just wondering about the 100000 I mean, I don't have $100,000 worth of things in my apartment.
0: It doesn't matter. They can say it's cheap.
5: $100,000 is, is cheap. Okay, I was, not, I was just
0: wondering. Yeah, it's a, I mean, they can do that, and they can make it untenable, and you can say, but $100,000 of renter and, uh, rental insurance kind of eh. And uh, you can argue uh, that, well, the other thing about renter's insurance, if you do something that hurts the property, it's your renter's insurance that's going to cover a lot of it. Okay. So uh, yeah, that's not unusual for them to do that. That's fine. Okay. And, but call, but call up. You know, the renter insurance. Uh, I don't know how much a hundred thousand dollars is. Uh, what it costs. I have no idea. All I know is uh, my home insurance is so astronomically expensive uh, that I just don't let uh, anybody uh, with fire at all. You know, we don't. We cook outside on camp stoves because I'm just not interested in fire insurance. It's just way too much money. It's cheaper, too, by the way, home insurance. If you don't have fire, if you don't have flood. uh, Matter of fact, if you don't have much insurance, then it's dirt cheap. This is Handle on the Law. 640 Bill Handle on a uh, Saturday morning, every Saturday from 6 a.m. to 11. Obviously, Monday through Friday, it's uh, the morning show with the whole crowd. And on Saturday, it's just me giving marginal legal advice, which I've been doing now. Oh, it's too depressing to tell you how long I've been doing this. I've been doing this for a while. A long time. Too long a time. This is handle on the law, marginal legal advice. Now, I don't know if you've heard of a a, a nonprofit called the National Policy Institute, and this uh, is run by a guy by the name Richard Spencer, who is a white nationalist. The guy's a racist, basically, and he has this nonprofit. And nonprofits are not that hard to get. You fill out the proper paperwork, uh, explaining what the nonprofit is for, and you can be very general about it. And you can also file not only for a nonprofit. I'm talking about a 501 three uh, c uh, nonprofit, in which money can be donated and is tax deductible. Because obviously, a lot easier to raise money when it's tax deductible. And it's pretty hard to have one taken away, no matter how obnoxious. And how ruinous it is to people. And this is brutally racist. So they yanked it. The government yanked it. Now, were they able to rank, uh, yank the nonprofit status based on the premise of the white nationalists? That blacks are no good. That Jews are inferior. That Hispanics shouldn't be here. That the only people that should be in America are Aryan white folks who actually aren't very bright if you're part of this organization. Well, they, the government can't yank that. However, uh, since Richard Spencer is not particularly bright, what ended up happening, the government was able to suspend it. Why? Because he didn't file tax returns with the feds. You have to file tax returns. And if you don't, you can have, uh, you can have your license. That was my phone ringing. Uh, Let me see. Do I want to take it or not? No, I'll wait. If you don't, uh, you can have your license taken away, your nonprofit status. That's exactly what happened. Also, there was an issue of flouting federal rules that forbid nonprofits from supporting or opposing political candidates. Uh, That's a, a little more difficult to establish, to prove, and there's some leeway there. There sure as hell isn't leeway when it comes to filing or not filing the tax return. Now, what is his defense? this well i really didn't know i was supposed to file uh, a tax return and so i'm kind of ignorant well no kidding you're ignorant there was a national poly uh, policy institute event uh it was a conference in washington dc where spencer told the crowd and this was uh relative to the election of donald trump hail trump hail our people hail victory and then he threw up a Nazi salute and he got it back from the crowd. Yeah, this is one where the, the Trump administration does not particularly want to connect with. Uh, and, they, and of course, they have uh, distance themselves just because crazy people uh, support Donald Trump. does not mean Donald Trump wants crazy people to support him, not on this one. So uh, here's the bottom line. And here's the takeaway. File your damn tax returns, especially when you're on the radar, you think— that the IRS wasn't looking at these guys and trying to figure out a way to uh, yank the status? All right, let's go ahead and take some phone calls. Frank, you're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law.
5: Yeah, I, I was wondering,
4: I'm filling out the uh, making out the living trust. And what's the procedures after
5: I finish it? Would I to have to record it or uh, give copies to whom?
0: Uh, well, you want to know what to do next. The easiest thing to do is just die. Uh, and then you're fine. Then you don't have to worry about it. Uh, What you do is uh, you have a living trust. You fill it out. Uh, You have to do a couple things. Number one, you have to notarize it. Mm -hmm. Okay, who is that screaming in the background?
13: Um, Nobody.
0: I'm hearing something in the background. What is it, Frank? Uh,
13: It might be a distant... It's far away from me. Can you hear it now?
0: Yeah, I can hear it. Just tell that distance whatever to shut up. It's getting in the way of the phone call. I see. Okay. All right, Frank. So here's what you do with a living trust. Uh, a couple of things. First of all, it has to be notarized. Okay. Second of all, you have to transfer whatever assets that you want to trust to control into the trust.
6: Okay, no, I mean the trust.
0: Yeah, the trust has to own stuff. So, right. for example, let's say you have a checking account that you went in the trust. Uh, Marjorie and I, my wife and I, have uh, checking accounts, and the trust actually owns them. And that's the name of uh, the account is mm-hmm. uh, the handle trust, and so they own it. And the property that I have, our houses, are in our trust. We don't own the houses. What the trust owns the houses. Now, for all intents and purposes, of course, we own the the uh, we own the houses, but. It's the, maybe the trustee that's going to sell the houses. The trustee is going to complain is going to control. So that's what you do: living trust, notarize, transfer the assets you want in the trust, and they have to physically be transferred in the trust. For example, a house, you have to do a, a, a deed. You literally so you have, have to, to do, do a deed. Yeah, you have to transfer from Frank and his wife into the Frank and his wife living trust. It. Otherwise, you
13: record it with the uh,
0: yeah, on piece, record it with yeah on a piece of yeah on a piece of property. You do Frank. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh you hand the trust out to the trustee, maybe a couple of other people to make sure that the trust is in place. You don't file it with the court, and then the next thing you do is die. And that's it.
5: That it's that simple.
0: Yeah, it's that simple. Yeah. <laughs>
4: What about uh, so do you you don't have to record it no, the No, no, you don't re-
0: no you don't record no, you don't record a trust. No. Okay, absolutely please, not. Please, how much money please, what please, do well, you, Frank, what, first of all, who were who are the beneficiaries? Who who are you leaving the leaving the money to? Well my my nephews
4: and sisters.
0: Okay, and how what are we talking about? What kind of assets do you have?
4: Yeah,
13: it's the the cost of the house, whatever the house will sell for.
0: Okay, then you if if you can transfer the house into the trust and then the trustee, whoever it is, simply sells the house and distributes the money to the... Exactly. Yeah, or you can do it in a will, too. You can will uh, the property, but then you have to open a probate, and it gets a little more complicated, and it costs you money, a lot more money. How much is Frank. the ha- how much is the house worth, Frank?
4: Oh,
10: so I have, I have some, uh, half a million.
0: Half a million. That's how much equity you have there, about half a million? Yeah. But, yeah okay. Uh, All right. Course, well, it's uh, okay. Fair enough. Go ahead and just uh, do what I told you to do. People think that you have to actually record a trust. No, you don't record trust. This is Handle on the Law. Julie Slater in the KFI Newsroom. What's the latest?
6: Coming up today on The Fork Report, the best and worst fast food salads. And can making a margarita in the sun actually burn your skin? Also, where to get a free soft serve ice cream cone and a free burger this Sunday? The Fork
2: Report with Neil Saavedra, today at 2. KFI AM 640 More Stimulating
0: Talk.
8: Is this your starring role or just
19: the
0: camera? This is KFI AM 640 More Stimulating Talk. Bill Handle here on a Saturday. Welcome aboard everybody. This is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice where I tell you you have absolutely no case. Hey Margaret, uh, you're up. Welcome Hi. to Handle on the Law. Yes, ma'am. I have a real
15: estate question. I was wondering if you are an escrow um, and you decide you
7: don't want to sell your house, what happens as the seller?
0: Okay, uh, so the, the the sale has been signed. You're talking about just not closing the property, is that correct? Correct. Okay. Well, uh, it depends on how it is written. Uh, number one, is there a deposit that goes hard, which means uh, liquidated damages means uh, the Uh, the buyer uh, just uh, is paid a certain sum of money. Okay? You're talking about the seller not closing, right? Exactly. Okay. Then there's something called specific performance, which uh, the buyer can actually force the sale of the house to the buyer. That takes a, unfortunately, that takes a lawyer. However, the seller will pay for all of it. OK, that's, that's a lot of money. So okay. it's uh, well, yeah, it's going to be a lot of money for the lawyer. There's no question. It. it gets expensive if you don't close. Is this you that's not going to close the property?
7: Um, yes, I was just curious what would happen. I'm oh. I, going back and forth.
0: Well, what usually happens, I mean, in reality is people just walk away and the house falls out. Okay, uh, But if they if they really want the house, Margaret, or they have a great deal going on uh they can have a lawyer send you a letter saying dear margaret you don't go forward with this you've bought yourself a lawsuit for specific performance and the court will make you sell the house and guess what we're sending you the attorney's uh fees got it the bill okay all right so that's it that's how it works now if it's the other way around when sellers that's where i got a little confused i didn't know where she was when buyers bail out then you're talking about a deposit that may be forfeited. That's usually the case. If you've ever heard of the term that the uh, when you enter into a contract, this is usually among developers or uh, it's big sales where you have to go hard. You have to put the money in. And then it usually becomes liquidated damages. You don't close. Uh, money is gone. Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Yes, sir. Yes. What can I doing? do for you? Yes, sir. Basically, uh, we are
11: taking care of a three-year-old child. The mother is in uh, rehab for alcoholism. The father is in jail for burglary and terroristic threats. The father who's in jail's uh, parents, the child's grandparents, are threatening to go to court to try to ascertain some grandparental rights.
0: They're, we well, are wondering. Yeah, but you, how related are you to that child? You're just a family friend?
11: Family friend. We've known him since... Uh, since I was
0: as long as I can physically remember,
11: my parents long before that. Yeah. I don't know if that really
0: right. Matters. Ryan, here uh, are a couple of rules. And this is an interesting one because it's a wobbler. First of all, mm-hmm. the grandparents have more of a say than you do. They have mm-hmm. legally, they have a, a, a bigger right, a more solid right to that child than you do. However, uh, you've been taking care of the child. Uh, you are the one that has been in that child's life. And so the argument you're going to have, if the grandparents take you to court or go to court to have the kid turned over to them, uh, they've got some explaining to do to the court. How are they going to take care of the child? Where do they live? Uh, what kind of uh, what kind of environment the child's going to be in? Now, are you and your wife, for example, both working?
11: Uh, my wife is a stay-at-home mother okay. with our two kids, but I am full-time working. Well,
0: that doesn't matter as long as uh, the stay-at-home mom sort of changes everything because if both of you were working, the grandparents can come in and say there's no parental relationship here. There's no one to take care of the child full-time. Ah. Well, mom is. So yeah. uh, all you can do is let the grandparents know if they take you to court or they, take, uh, they go to court for custody of the three-year-old, you're going to fight it, and they bought themselves a, a legal case. Whether okay. or not and you is, whether or not you go forward with that is another situation.
11: Yeah, the the biggest concern we have is the grandparents. Uh, the grandparents, the female, the grandmother, is a recovering alcoholic and pill popper, and okay. they have multiple children living there. There is no special. Okay. Or no, um, so now, with that,
0: okay, that is an argument uh, certainly on your favor or in your favor. Now, Perfect. how do you prove she's an alcoholic?
11: Uh, We're hoping to get some form of records or a statement from a pissed off ex-girlfriend of the
0: father. Well, that's only Uh, But here it is. But that's only going to be anecdotal. Okay. see that. That's the problem. It's just you saying it and then someone who's an angry in an angry relationship. And of course, no one's ever going to lie when they're pissed off and want to come back and be (laughs) vicious. So the court goes, oh, yeah, I believe you. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. it's not that easy to do, but the, the easiest way is you get a lawyer letter and say, hey, you know, you bought yourself a custody battle. If you're willing to spend the money, we're willing to spend the money.
11: Okay, so it might be good to go to a family law attorney and have them. At write least, a story yeah. Oh yeah. Letter? oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I would do that. That's for starters. We'll see how serious they are. When someone is threatening to do something. It's a lot easier to threaten than to actually go forward, especially if a lawyer letter comes and says, hey, uh, we are going to fight this. My client is willing to go forward with this. And if they believe it, then and it's more it's more likely for them to believe it from a lawyer. You know, it starts with, uh, please be advised. This whenever, when I used to do these letters, uh, and of course, no one ever believed me because it'd come back with ha, ha, ha write on the letter. They send it back. But when I would write a lawyer letter when I was practicing law, I would, it starts with, uh, 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 dear sir, uh, please be advised that I have been retained to represent insert name of client here, and then go through a little bit of uh, what the facts of the case are. And then I end it with, uh, and be advised, we will Uh, go to the fullest length that uh, that law allows uh, to uh, make our case and to, and then whatever, get our money or to stop whatever you're going to do. And so, uh, you know, I mean, people pay attention to that. This is Handle on the Law. Julie Slater
2: in the KFI Newsroom. Julie. Well, it's official. KFI's own Bill Handel has been inducted into the National Radio Hall of Fame. Yeah, I passed him in the hallway and congratulated him. He just said he couldn't hear me over the sound of how rad he was. Your vote made this possible. So, thank you. From all of us here at KFI.
1: An iHeart radio station.
2: Just, you know, thanks.
0: AM 640, more stimulating talk. Bill Handel here. Uh, Pleasure having you here. And this is Handel on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice. All right, here we go with Bo. Hello,
17: Bo. Hi. I was in a car accident, and I have rental car insurance for 30 days at $30 a day. So the car was in the shop for 25 days. And I paid750 dollars the insurance company is only reimbursing me for 18 days and have you sho- and wait
0: and when you told them here it is where it says 30 days Hello? how are they responding
17: excuse me what
0: okay when you show the insurance company their policy that says 30 days how do they respond
17: they say that the my body shop which is a great body shop, did not call for a supplement until about 6 days later and so they're taking that
0: well, 6 days okay. off wait wait but, what does it have to say that they have to call for supplement does it say anything in the policy that says they have to do that no okay then they're cra- then they're making it up and so bo well, you just have to start arguing with them and uh, you say where where does it say supplement you're just making up the rules i mean literally a
17: shop- The the, the body shop then offered to split the
0: difference. Well, wait, wait, wait. Why would you pay anyway? If the body shop's willing to split the difference, And they obviously see there's something wrong there. But your insurance, uh, the insurance policy is between you and the insurance company. And if it says we pay for 30 days and that's it, nothing about application for a supplement, nothing about what body shops have to do, it's just we pay for 30 days, why would they be throwing in all of these, uh, uh, you know, other requirements? Well, how about this? You can't do it on a Monday or a Tuesday. You can only file on Wednesdays. Oh, how about the sun has to be out when you file? And it has to be at least 80 degrees outside. Otherwise, we don't take the claim. I mean, why not if they're making that up?
17: Exactly. I okay. Micromanaging. All right.
0: So, so, all right. Bo, Bo, Bo. So, what you do is you start screaming at the at the uh, insurance adjuster and say, "I wh-
17: have, I have at the adjuster."
0: Yeah. Who yeah. else? Who else are you going to? I
17: have a lawyer, and they they're not even doing anything about all it. Right. Why
0: do you? Wait a sec. You have a lawyer because you were injured. Yeah. Okay.
17: But uh, this only pertains to the car. No, I understand. I no,
0: I get it. But that <laughs> should be part of it. You have a lawyer. How badly were you injured, Bo?
17: Well, I don't want to say on the radio.
0: Why? But... No one knows who the hell you are. Because that's going to be part of my answer. I should know that because that's the next part of my answer. But. Okay. But the thing... All right. You're not going to answer the question and I'm gone. Fair enough. All right. Freda. Hello, Freda. Hello, Mr. Bill. Yes, ma'am. I have a question regarding
9: a living trust. I am listed as domestic partner, and it's been over 10 years. I didn't know I had that label. Anyway, I am the trustee of Tom Lundy's uh, living trust. Um, Do I – does the real estate have anything to do with the daughter?
0: She got – No. what does the trust say? Uh, Frida, let's start talking about you as a trustee. It doesn't matter – uh, that you are whatever relationship you have with the or the guy who made the trust, common law wife, or what did you say, something partner? Uh, it's it's it is domestic partner. Okay, that means nothing. Also, okay. and I noticed up there is co- uh, common law. You ask about a common law. There's no such thing as common law wife anymore. So your domestic partner doesn't matter. You're the trustee, Frida. Okay. You're the trustee. You could be a kangaroo, and now you're <laughs> and now you're the trustee. Fair enough. So what does the trust say about the daughter? It just lists her that she is, you know, his his daughter. Okay, where does it under the trust? Who gets the money? I do. You get. You're the trustee, and you get all of the money. Well, the
9: monies that were assigned to the trust, which were uh, three investment. Uh, okay,
0: it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Whatever in the trust, whatever the trust owns, uh-huh. you are the trustee, and you are the sole beneficiary. Is that correct? That's how okay, I read it. Okay, fair enough. How much money are we talking about, Frida? Well, it was,
9: it totaled 129000 40000 in the will read to be assigned to me and 10000 to his
0: sister. Okay, hold on. There's a will and there's a trust. Uh, the and wi- there's a pour-over will. Okay, so it's a, it's a will, pour-over will, and a trust. So, uh-huh. uh, so what you do is you simply follow the terms of the trust. Just follow the terms and distribute the money. And the reason I asked you uh, how much money is involved, is that enough for her to go in there and fight, contest the will? Probably not. Since she has been effectively excluded from the trust, uh-huh. uh, you know, it's going to be hard for her. It's going to cost her a lot of money uh, okay. to go in there well, and wh- fight what it. What
9: about the dwelling? What about the real estate? Who
0: owns the real estate?
9: He
0: did. No, who's, the real estate, is it in the trust or not? No. Okay, then the real, then is it in the will? Not in the will. Okay, then it goes to uh, his daughter. The, then the, it goes to his daughter. The ah. real
9: estate goes to the daughter?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we go back to uh, domestic partner. That's an, I, I understand now where that question is going. Yeah. Is a domestic partner the same as a... Married woman or a married person? I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I'm willing to guess no. I'm willing to guess that the property only goes to the daughter if there is no will. It goes to the it goes to the children. It goes to siblings if uh, the kids are not around. Otherwise, it goes to all the kids. And uh, you're not married, Frida.
9: So I don't. I have no
0: right. To yeah, live I in th- here, you well, n- can automatically yeah. toss me out to the street? Uh, yeah, once, she, uh, once the property is in her name, she can toss you out. This is why you want to talk to a trust and estate lawyer uh, and ask that question. Uh, the question is, uh, and the only question is, is you uh, registering, the two of you registering as domestic partnership, that, that does that put you in line so you can inherit? If it is, if you are considered a wife under law because of the domestic partnership registration then you split the property with the daughter and you oh okay all right that's how it works i was wondering how she was going with that domestic partnership business and i don't know the answer i think not if i had to guess yvette hello yvette welcome to handle on the law hi thank you you're welcome do i hang up on you now no, Oh, okay. hang up on me now. Okay, Did so you already
19: can... tell you what my car question
0: nope, was? Nope, nope, I'm reading it on the computer, but you have to tell me.
19: Oh, okay. So my car is part of the Toyota Recall for the airbags. So I took it in. They gave me a rental car. My car has been at the dealer for nine months. They don't know when it's going to be fixed for the parts. My question is, do I have some kind of... To possibly against toyota for the fact that they're taking so long to repair my car and they're not going to service my car they've already told me when they give it back All right
0: they're
10: going to fix the airbag yeah i know but the they car. can't That's but they
0: for nine months but they can't keep it for nine months i mean they they can't so you've got to come they have it, it's been nine months i get it but they're not allowed to they can't do it i mean i understand physically they did it but they don't have a right to keep it for nine months and okay. so there are a couple of choices is that you just take the car back and uh, you just start driving it and hope that you don't get into an accident where the airbag explodes and all of a sudden it becomes shrapnel and goes through your chest. But, I mean, think about it for a moment. How many cars out there have to have airbags replaced? Tens of millions. Exactly. How do they physically get to tens of of millions without taking years to do it? I mean, it's not as right. if, here we go, we've got eight million cars to— uh, To fix, right? Bring them all in and we'll all have them done by next week.
19: Okay, I understand. So
0: there is a problem. And so I don't know what the answer is. They should either Toyota gives you another car to use, you take it back and you just take the chance and you're going to sue their asses off if something happens to you.
19: Which I don't want to take that chance. Yeah,
0: right. So uh, you find, you know what I would do is contact, there's all kinds of lawsuits going on. Uh, contact one of the law firms and just talk to the lawyer. They'll talk to you because that's just you know someone else. And just say, hey, what do you do? What What do you do? You know what? Go on the internet, and you're not the only one that has this question. What do you do? Right. What? Yeah, just what do? You, and just ask that question, and I'm sure you'll get an answer. And I don't care whether you do or not. This is Handle on the Law, Julie Slater. In the KFI newsroom with some news.
2: We see more stimulating talk in your future. That future starts now. The KFI and iHeart Radio
0: Station. This is KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel here. Welcome to Handel on the Law. Welcome back for marginal legal advice. Rita. Hi, Rita. Yeah. Yes, ma'am.
8: I have a question regarding if someone's insurance has said that they were not negligent. She had a water leak into my place. Can I still take her to small claims? Oh, absolutely,
0: sure. Just because the insurance says no doesn't mean it's no. Insurance companies always say no. Okay. So, uh, what what are your damages? How much money are we talking about to fix it all?
8: Well, I my deductible was fifteen hundred. Yeah, that's your. My insurance paid. $2,900 Twenty nine hundred, yeah.
0: something. Yeah, you can and sue I, her. You
8: can sue her. Can I sue also and repay my insurance company for the?
0: No, no, no. no. Okay. Your uh, uh, your insurance company can sue her for the difference. You now, maybe you can. Okay. Maybe you can. You're looking at, uh, but here is the here is the problem: is that let's say the full damages are what the insurance company paid plus yours, but you're going to get the check. Uh And so what if you don't pay your insurance company? No, I would. Uh, Well, I'm just saying, what if you don't? That would be bad faith. And the courts normally don't do that because it would be double dipping on your side because you, of course, are totally honest and you would never not pay the insurance company.
8: Well, the reason why I wouldn't is because my insurance rate went from $500 for my homeowner's insurance. Yeah. So now it's 846 because of this one.
0: Yeah, I would I would sue for that. I would sue for that, too, that
8: I am not negligent. Yeah, no, I get it around going. I'm not negligent. She can walk around and say
0: she can do whatever she wants.
8: And um, she's still guilty. Yeah. I mean, not guilty. She's still responsible. Yeah, she is. No. Well, then you sue her. Then
0: you sue her. Okay, and that's and that's what you do. And then the question is, can you also sue for the damage? The ins- no, because the insurance. No, you can't, because you haven't been damaged twenty nine hundred dollars worth. That's why you have insurance. You've been damaged fifteen hundred dollars worth. Catherine, hello, Catherine. Hi. Yes, ma'am.
8: So I had a baby three years ago at Kaiser, and after a long delivery, I went. 41 weeks, and I was in labor for about 35 hours, for four hours, and I was unable to walk for about six weeks after without the help of a walker. Um, I fell multiple times. I um, was unable to hold my baby during that time because I I wasn't able to walk and hold my baby. Um, It was a really horrific experience, um, continuing for like a year after my legs were still weak. And um, so it created all those issues. I never – I was such an emotional wreck at the time and just wanted to get better. But now, like, now it's kind of turned to anger. Yeah, Am okay. To... All right.
0: Let me ask you a date. Has it been yeah. three years from the date of the delivery? Uh, it will be this weekend. All right, You. right. Uh, I'd get to a lawyer right now and at least, okay. at least file uh, the uh, lawsuit and then start worrying about it. Because it either – yeah, I mean, just get it done right now. Go to a lawyer okay. instantly. Go to a medical malpractice attorney. And malpractice. even if you say, I don't think there's much of a case there, go, what does it cost to file the damn lawsuit or just file it yourself?
8: Oh, okay. Okay? And it's and – it's, so a uh, medical malpractice? Yeah, it's medical yeah. malpractice.
0: You'll see this all on, Yeah, end. Just ask the lawyer. If you have to pay the lawyer to file the lawsuit, just the paperwork, and you'll do it in your name. I mean, the lawyer's not going to okay. put his name on it. You're going to just – just to start this thing going, except – ah medical mail you have to have it certified uh talk to a medical mail attorney you, sh- you know this is okay. crazy yeah this is not good because uh you also have to certify the case before you can file a medical malpractice uh a case you may be screwed uh all right martin hi martin martin you there yes yeah. yes what can i do for you martin hi um so a couple weeks ago, uh, I came out to my car
10: and I had—I uh, I, guess—I guess some cop had driven by and given me a parking ticket. And it said that it was for parking in a, a handicapped spot. But when I looked at the the spot next to me, it was a handicap. But in my tire, I had one tire over the line, one tire barely, mm. barely touching the
5: blue line. The oh gosh,
0: spot. you have a cop that really went after you. Okay, so what's your question?
5: I'm trying to see if I have any legal... I have any yeah, legal.
0: yeah, i tell you exactly what I do. I plead not guilty uh-huh. and go into court, but do you have proof where the tire was? Yeah, I actually took a picture of it. Okay, that's great. So here, good for you. So you plead not guilty, you show the judge the uh, the, the picture, go, come on, Your Honor, really? I have a little tiny bit of blue and I was substantially in my spot? Are you kidding and you go, Your Honor. This is obviously a police officer who uh, really wanted had a bad day and wanted to go after me. So, uh, yet, yeah, and if the, if the poli- if the judge believes you, as opposed to you got the ticket and then you pulled out, came back and snapped the picture again. Yeah, I mean, uh, and it's a question of um, does does depends on how cynical the judge is.
10: Yeah, because I've done this before, a few years ago, where I've gone in and I've had pictures, proof, and the judge didn't even want
0: to look at the damn pictures. Yeah, sometimes they don't. So but here, not even, like
10: so they didn't even care. Like yeah, they, they no, sometimes they, they don't. They sometimes
0: they do. But this is all you can do. It's all you can do, Martin, is try, and hopefully the judge uh, either pays attention to you, looks at the picture. Uh, he hasn't had a bad day. Uh, he has uh, been in front of that cop or the cop's been in front of him before. And has come up with really, you know, jerky, uh, sketchy situations. Uh, And the judge may just toss it out and say, too bad. Or the judge may think, you know, Martin, it's just too easy for you to pull out and come back. Although, who would do that? (laughs) Who would do that? And you think about it. If the judge says anything, you know, your honor, why then wouldn't I just pull into my regular spot and take a picture and say, well, now that makes sense, too. Because then uh, there'd be no reason you'd be in front of the judge. So uh, yeah. it's uh, bottom line. I think you're going to lose. And second of all, it's going to cost you. Uh, I think when you add the, the fees, when you add the assessments and the penalties, it'll be about four thousand dollars. Okay. Uh, all right. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Welcome. Ha. Huh. Handle here. This is handle on the law.